Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Boom. And we are back. We're back. Recording at your place. Staring at each other, not in the eyes necessarily, but uh, we just can long, see each other. Just long enough to not be awkward. Yes. Yeah. Although we did pretty good, man, on the, the Skype thing. Uh, I was listening to this, and we didn't sound like we were stepping all over each other. That's good. I think... Due to the fact that we were both mindful of it. Yeah. And, you know, that's, do you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have a tough time listening to the phone interview one sometimes. Just if it's not done properly, like it can get annoying pretty quick. Yeah. And I wasn't happy with her sound quality. I mean, it was okay for what it was. It got the job done. I mean, I didn't listen to the whole thing. I listened to bits and pieces of it and yeah. it, it, it is what it is. And it's about what I expected because I, I screwed up too. I usually like... When I'm making phone calls, I use headphones and it's got a microphone on there. Mm-hmm. That would have made the you know my sound quality on my end better. I forgot to take them on my trip, and mm. so I was just talking into the speaker on my phone, oh. and so that kind of fucked up the quality a bit. But there was nothing I could do about it. Nothing you can do, man. Apart from going to Best Buy and buying a, 
I almost did it. I almost went to Best Buy, bought some Bluetooth headphones, used them, and then just took them back because I didn't need them. But then I was like, well, I got to spend the money on the Uber to get there, the money on the Uber to get back, so I'm going to be out that money. I'd return them, so it'd be no big deal. I was like, I don't need to do that. Let's nah. just fucking go from speaking. Nah, man. Sorry to our listeners that I'm not that dedicated oh, to, I, to buy those headphones. I don't think that it would have made that big of a difference. I mean, you know, when you're recording on Skype, there's only so much you can do for the sound quality. Mm-hmm. So, and Skype, man, is always a, a gamble. We got pretty lucky, man. We made it through a little, like about an hour, and uh, there was no major uh, technical snafus where one of us just cut out and we had to call back or something. Well, we kind of got all that out of the way prior. I know we did. That's why I was like, fingers crossed, because we were not having good luck no. getting that started. But uh, once it gets going... Well, it was most of that was my fault, because... So I was at my brother's house, and I was trying to find a good spot to record without... You know, because I, I talk kind of loud. Like, I just... I don't have a good inside voice. I'm yeah. Especially on the phone, I get fucking hollering. It's just... Whatever. It is what it is. And... And then the chaos at their house, you know, my brother's got a two-year-old and a six-month-old and, you know, so I didn't want that in the background noise, but I wanted to be somewhere where I could be on their Wi-Fi. And so I was testing my limits. At first, I was out in their backyard, you know, because I like to pace when I'm talking. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this would be perfect. If I can be in the backyard, just kind of pace back and forth and talk and be on the Wi-Fi, it'll work out good. Well, one, the Wi-Fi signal was a little sketchy out there. And two, there was... Uh, there kept people, there was, it's a neighborhood, you know, so you got neighbors all the fuck over and people kept mowing the lawn and then there was like a construction project, like some landscapers doing shit. It's like, ah, I can't do that. So then I went to the front yard and I tried that um, and I figured, well, because the distance from his house to the sidewalk isn't that far. I was like, well, maybe if I'm, I don't know where the router is in his house, but like maybe I can get Wi-Fi out on the sidewalk and I can just kind of cruise up and down the sidewalk and the signal was too sketchy there so I was like ah oh, fuck so then I sat closer to the house and then that was good for a while but it would still give us some problems because you and I talked for like a half hour prior to actually recording yeah and it, there was a couple times it cut out on us and I had to call you back and so finally that's just Skype man and, and so finally I was like fuck it so then I just went upstairs to the room I was staying in yeah shut the door and in my sister-in-law and the kids ended up leaving anyway so it worked out pretty good that's good so I just had a good signal up there and Made yeah. it happen, so. Nice. Man, I've used Skype a bunch, and it's always a gamble. Is it? You can have the best signal, and sometimes, I mean, dude, it's a goddamn miracle if you think about it, that we can, I mean, we weren't using, we weren't testing its capabilities. We were basically making a phone call, but we needed to record it, and so Skype was a convenient way to do it, but, man, I've used Skype for, uh, like, consultations with clients, especially, like, international, and so... Being able to talk to someone and, and see them, and I'll use it for like, cause I can have them get set up in their you know general wherever they're working out and go through a couple movements and be able to. And we've talked before, like you know if your coaching cues are tight, I mean you want to make sure you got good coaching cues. Coach someone through Skype, mm-hmm. where you cannot touch them. That's like, tough. It, yeah, you have to be able to use words. And yeah, it's it's a it's an art, and so but uh, yeah, but um, so when it works, it's great. And like I said, it's a freaking miracle. I'm like, you know, talking to a dude in Norway, helping him coach him on his deadlift form, and uh, but yeah, it it, it can definitely get um, sketchy, especially the international stuff. I guess because I do a lot of that through Skype, that's my fallback for talking to people. 
internationally. So yeah, I was a Skype virgin because I know you're like I've never I, used. It. I had to download the goddamn app because I always use FaceTime. Yeah. You know, my family's all has Apple shit, just the way it worked out. You know, because so, I really don't FaceTime with that many people. Yeah. You know, basically, just like my mom, dad, my, my brother, you know, and his kids and stuff. But, you know, apart from that, um, I don't do video calls. And yeah. so I, so, but when I do, it's always just been FaceTime because it's already on the phone. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. So now I got to figure out, I had to create an account and, you know, send you the link and all this nonsense. It's so funny. I know when I realized, like, oh, he's never used Skype before. I've never used it. This is funny. So, yeah, there's just things I take for granted. I'm like, oh, it's like video conference. I've used, uh, what, Google Hangouts, um, Zoom, Zoom actually works pretty well. I was in the midst of setting up a Zoom meeting when we were having all of our Skype problems and just being like, hey, let's try this and see uh, if this works better. Um, and yeah, Skype and I think there's been like one or two other ones, but yeah, the old uh, um, video conferencing thing, some I've used a lot of them and doing it for a while. So that's why I was just like, whatever, these Skypes, we got, that was good get an hour and not have too many bad issues we did uh the skype god smiled on us did you listen to the whole thing no yeah. i mean i'm no. just curious i met it either not the whole thing i don't always listen to us um i almost never listen to us yeah you know, when we first started recording uh i was pretty good about it yeah because i was pretty self-conscious about my ums and my likes you know, the the little, you know, conversational fucking habits you get into. Yeah. And I didn't want to sound like too much of an idiot. And so I would listen to the first, you know, for, God, I'm trying to remember when I stopped listening to where I, I felt myself as a perfect podcaster. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm just kidding. But yeah, like I probably the first 20 or 30 episodes, I would listen to them all. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> just to kind of perfect my technique, so to speak. And lately, I just, I stopped. After about episode 20 or 30, I was like, I can't do it no more. I haven't listened to a full one of our episodes in quite a while. I mean, I was there. Yeah. So, yeah, in the beginning, I would listen to them. Because, again, like you said, just kind of hear how it was sounding on the other end. But once I was sure, okay, this is what it sounds like. It is what it is. On that note, I want to ask what you think and anybody listening that we know or send us an email. Because as the way we record it, it's in stereo. Mm -hmm. The setting I have on this microphone. And so when you're listening to it in your headphones or in your vehicle, um, you come through the right speaker, I come through the left speaker or yeah. vice versa. It's kind of it's kind of a cool little feature, just this one of the settings on this microphone. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool, but I'm curious if other people do. Because when you listen to it on one speaker, it's you don't notice the difference. Yeah. But when you have a dual speaker thing going on, you know, it's a distinct difference. You can tell. Right. I just kind of, so anybody out there listening, let us know. Yeah. Because nobody, I've never heard any other podcast do that. Right. And I accidentally did it for us, you know, quite a while back. Yeah. And I had like one or two people say, hey, that's kind of cool. How'd you do that? I was like, I have no idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. And then, uh, so I just kind of let it roll like that. Huh. Did you ever notice that? No, I've noticed it. It's definitely a little different. It's different. Yeah. So. I wonder if it's, Annoying, because that, that's that's a big thing for me, man. Because yeah. I check out a lot of different podcasts, and there will be some annoying shit just the way somebody records things. Right. That I'll just uh, that's it. Like I just fucking shut it off. I don't know. Unsubscribe. I mean, it's different. So like that, I don't know what that means. Hopefully, we get uh, 
one of our listeners to chime in. It just takes one vote. That's one vote. One Wait, vote. Let me hear what you got. Yeah. Next person to chime in decides the, the fucking recording future. Unless I don't like what you say. Exactly. <laughs> Unless we feel like we can just ignore you. Yeah. We might just, if we don't like your input, we'll just fucking pretend it didn't come through. That's right. So. That's the beauty of having your own podcast. That is it. If you don't like how somebody's doing something, just do it your goddamn self. That's right. So. Anyways. Yeah. So speaking of doing shit, your goddamn self, we just got back from my new facility. Oh, yeah. That I'm mm-hmm. opening up, got a wild hair up my ass, and signed a lease on a space to start a, it's going to be a mountain bike uh, performance training focused primarily, but also uh, steel mace um, workshops and classes and stuff, like trying to, I guess you could call it the first steel mace training studio in the in, in this area as well. So, yeah, now kind of... Uh, Excited to have a facility, something to do, get my own thing to uh, to work on. So, um, but yeah. So, are you going to take a majority of equipment from your home gym here in your garage over there? Or? No, man. We're going to keep it super basic. We're we're going to really focus on the bands, the maces, and the ramping isometrics. Like those three things are going to form the cornerstone of what we're doing out of that space and so because you know you got the the maces are are fucking just awesome training tools I, mean, I told you i was playing around with actually combining bands with some of the mace movements and stuff and so um but the yeah the maces are, are you know great training tool the bands are, are great because you can use them for both isometrics and movement based stuff and that's actually what we did this morning like nick uh, when we did our workout, he hadn't done it yet. The one where we do the, the banded isometrics and hold it for the 90 seconds and then relax for 30 to 45 seconds and then do five reps against the bands. And uh, man, something about that just feels really good. Because uh, you like the two extremes, you're going from isometrics to like a little bit of power. Like the, the bands force a little bit of a power element out of your movement because you have to race that tension to the top. And, uh, so yeah, and then the, so the band's got both of those elements and then you've got your, uh, ramping isometrics. That's why I like the rack. I don't know if you noticed that maces and then bands. And then there was a, you know, a jujitsu belt, you know, a white belt on the end. And like, those are the three main training tools that we're going to focus on. So yeah, it's not super expensive to outfit a small, space because man the max number of people we can really work with in that space comfortably would be like you know i'd say like four to six people like six people if i had a workshop or something where they're like coming for free and we're you know juggling around a little bit but six would get kind of tough swinging maces around see that that's what i'm saying yeah we, it would be one of those where because there's there's two different interactions with with uh you know the interaction matters right like what what is the space so if you if, if i say you're gonna have a training class you know i'm gonna and, and you're gonna show up and you're gonna get a workout in i'd probably limit it to four mm-hmm. you know but if i'm having a you know a workshop where it's not a workout but we're gonna go over some steel mace exercises you're gonna get a chance to practice them get a little you know you can get stations where two people are sharing a space um, you know, they come at it with a different expectation, yep. then you can fit a few more people, uh, in there. 
but um but yeah it's a, you know not a huge space so i don't need a ton of equipment so i think i told you i ordered the the you know five sets of bands a few more jujitsu belts and then i think it was like five steel maces um off of amazon and they're all prime with free shipping and it cost me like less than four hundred dollars it's crazy for all that shit yeah and so with some of the other stuff that i because i have a bunch of extra maces like i don't know you know i have like six of them right yeah i don't know if you remember the story with how i got them but yeah when i went to the the audit certification they accidentally shipped me a bunch of maces because i they had like extra equipment that's how i got my my indian clubs and so uh, they were selling like used equipment, and I said, "Yeah, I'll buy this. You know, ship it to me." And then for some reason, they shipped me like a fucking half dozen maces too. And so, they, and they didn't want to take them back because they would like, have to pay for shipping. They would have had to pay for shipping. By that point, they're just out money. So they sold them to me for like twenty bucks or twenty five bucks each. And so that's how I ended up with like a half dozen on it ten pound maces. That's awesome. <laughs> and I've had them for a reason. I just don't know why. And so now I know why I got my uh, space. So um, what? Uh, what weight maces did you buy? I bought a couple more tens and a couple fifteens. And so, man, honestly, I don't really, dude. The twenty, that's a lot of mace. It is a lot of mace. Like, that's the heaviest one I have. I don't have the quad mace. I just have the twenty. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of mace. It's a lot of fucking mace. You gotta man. respect that thing. And it's like I don't know who you know. If, if I am working with a Viking. I can always grab mine from my house because mm-hmm. it's five minutes away. But there at the facility, I'm gonna have mainly ten pound maces and uh, you know a fifteen pound mace. I'm gonna have maces for sale, and so uh, like I'll have a couple tens and a fifteen on hand that people can uh, you know buy or you know my my plan is to do consulting. So like people locally will come in and like your first session will be you know like 150 bucks, but it'll include your equipment. You'll get a mace. You'll get a set of bands and you'll get a belt um, so that you get everything you need for your workouts. And then, uh, you know, so that's kind of the the plan is to have some stuff on hand to sell um, as as people come in. Because a lot of the stuff isn't, especially the steel mace, uh, you know, it's not super common um, piece of equipment. You can just run down to Dick Sporting Goods and grab. And so, uh, so yeah, it's... Um, that's that's the plan. Having tens and fifteens and bands and belts, and I'll get a pull up bar in there, and we're discussing some options for getting some some stage, you know, some things you can attach the bands to on the wall. Some anchors. Some anchors, yep, in the wall there, and uh, but yeah, super basic, man. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. it's so, exciting. It is, yeah. It's it's gonna be a fun. There's a lot of cool stuff, man. Over the last couple of years that. Between the maces and all the isometric stuff, like my training methods have completely changed. So there's going to be no kettlebells in there, and there's you know I'm not going to have an Olympic bar and plates, so we're not going to be doing like <clears throat> you know heavy deadlifts and stuff like that. But just from my experience and and just the, the you know working with the, a couple people using the stuff, man, I think that. You don't need that stuff. Like you can get great results with just the these three, you know, training tools. Add in a couple things. Like eventually, like everything else, I'll 
get bored. Adapt and do yeah, that. like sandbags. I love sandbags. Yeah. So I'm sure sandbags will make their way in there eventually. Some medicine balls will make their way in there eventually. Mainly just because we got a cinder block wall, so we can. Slam, just, yeah, I like slam balls and medicine yeah, balls. Dude. Right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this will be my first facility that has a wall that I can throw into. So even if you wanted to, a nice day, like you got the outside walls. Yep. Yeah, you, know, you got stone here block walls yeah, all the way around all the way around so yeah you can do some stuff on, outside a nice cool morning or something yep right yeah it's on that third of an acre and it's yeah. got that cemented area right around it it's supposed to be a parking lot but man I can get some tires and some yeah. shit out there and I'll be just an outdoor training area I'll keep a lookout for you when I head back to work cause that's how I scored my tractor tire yeah is I was cause I, I end up kind of delivering out in the sticks sometimes and I'm driving a semi truck and I drove past this house that just had like a half dozen big ass tractor tires sitting out front that said free. And <laughs> yeah. so it's perfect, dude. I, I mean, I could have grabbed more, but I didn't know anybody yeah, that needed yeah. And this was two years ago, yeah. whatever I did it. And so literally, it was per- it was kind of early in my day, so it was kind of a pain in the ass. I had to move that tractor tire around about fucking a dozen times to get right. all, do all my deliveries. But it was, I just threw it in the back of my, my work trailer and cruised around all day with it. And at the end of the day, before I went back to the yard, I just kind of swung into my neighborhood and loaded it, threw it in my driveway and cruised down to work. Nice. So I'll keep an eye out for you. Yeah. I bet you I'll come across something. Yeah. I was going to check. I know there's a place here. I got our, because I had tires at one of my facility mm-hmm. and uh, I forget where I call it. It's somewhere here in Fruita. They just yep. were like, oh, you want them? GCR. Yeah. Over on 22 Road. Yeah. So yeah, you can score some tires. I'm sure yeah. it's riveting for the podcast, but. Hey man, you need tires. You look around. It's a great training tool. Tires are fucking awesome. For to flip in for hitting with your uh, mace, that's such a good. Dude, even like some basic like box jumps, yep. jumping up on them. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're like some good training tools yep. for sure. Durable. You just leave them outside. Yeah. Who cares? You know. It's... Yep. Yeah, tire flips are great, man. Talk about a self-limiting exercise. Yep. I mean, of course, like everything else, people can take it too far and fuck it up but of course if you do it right i remember we had uh god when I, the, the gym that i managed in texas um that huge fucking parking lot and it was never full and so uh got one of the guys i think he was dating one of the girls that worked there but he had these tractor tires and we started working out we hit it off and this is like dude like early 2000s right like the very beginning like everybody takes this shit for granted but tire flips have not been a thing forever. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a time when no one had ever even heard of the fucking tire flipping. And it was around, like, early 2000s. I don't know. Again, just my own history popping out. This, this is... Uh, remember John Davies? The name The Renegade sounds... Trainer. Renegade Rose, yeah. or his invention. That's why they're called Renegade Rose. Okay. He, you know, whatever, popularized them, invented them, whatever the fuck. And so... But he was the Renegade Trainer... And, uh, but he was one of the first guys that I remember talking about this weird shit, like flipping tires and wheelbarrows and, um, you know, lifting with bands and the, like a lot of the stuff that, you know, we think about today is like quote unquote functional training. Um, you know, again, like early, late, late nineties, early two thousands is when he was doing his thing and he's still around, I think, but, uh. Um, but yeah, so again, I'm reading this shit online on old T nation and, uh, um, talking to people and we're like, dude, kettlebells, what the fuck are those things, man? Like, should we, should we order one or, you know, tire flipping and shit and do you got tires? And guys like, yeah, I got some tractor tires. I'll bring them over. 
And so he brought over a couple tractor tires and one was a little one and one was a big one, but the little one had the hub in it still. <laughs> Dude, it was like, uh, yeah, super heavy for like a little tire. And, uh, but dude, we would get out there and have some fun. We got a sledgehammer. I'd keep it locked up in my office because I didn't want like people having access to it. We never, the tires were out in the parking lot and people would look at us when we were out there training, but nobody ever like went out there and tried fucking around with them themselves. But, uh, yeah. That that, was... That's one of the beauties of the steel mace is that when you're doing the, like the tire slams mm-hmm. or the, the sledgehammer swings for yeah. lack of a better term. Um, it's round, so it doesn't really matter where you hit the head of the mace. Yeah. When you're using a sledgehammer, if you're not, if you yeah, haven't done right. a lot of physical labor in your life and swung a sledgehammer a lot of times, yeah. it can get dangerous. Like yep. if you angle the head wrong, it can kind of ricochet off, goofy. Yeah, or like it's yeah, fold your wrist. Fold your wrist if you don't have good strong forearms yep. and wrists. Like if you you don't have that skill, which yep. you know if you're training any women, a lot of them don't. Yep. You know, sorry to be sexist, it's not my intent, but right. how many women have jobs or with dude, like, sledgehammers? Do like the side, side one, like hitting one. on the side and ricochets yep. right back into their shin. Yep, it's it's a little sketchy, but with the mace, you don't have that problem. Yeah, the mace is not nearly as uh, troublesome. Yeah, you don't right. have to be as uh, accurate with your right. strike, so yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, man. But, yeah, fucking tires. I've been using those forever on oh, yeah. and off. But, uh, you know, slosh pipe. You got you a good slosh pipe. I got a slosh pipe. pipe. Yep. Slosh pipes are great. And, uh, dude, what the fuck else, man? I just, it's funny, like, looking back, like, going from, you know, reading Ronnie Coleman and Flex Magazine and following the the blitz your biceps routine. <laughs> blitz your biceps. Yes. <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. that's, that was the roots of it, man. Like yeah. that was when I first started working out, that was it. And then like transitioning into this, like I went through a little bit of Olympic lifting phase and then, you know, the whole, uh, you know, function, you know, functional renegade training and then kettlebells and yeah, now the isometrics and the, the fucking steel mace so yeah i'm pumped um this week on thursday i got my physical therapist coming to my house uh just to you know kind of assess you know how my legs coming along and go through some exercises and see where i'm at and see what we can add or take away and um while i was traveling there like a couple weeks ago um i just i hit her up and said hey you know i'm a little concerned about my leg strength i don't think i'm quite where i should be because I'm trying not to do too much, you know. I'm, I'm yeah. really—it's a delicate balance, you know. Like, I ha- if I just act like my normal self, I'm gonna do too much, and I'm smarter than that, you know. I don't want to go through another surgery, so I want to do as much as possible without fucking myself up. And I'm being safe. I'm and I'm a little concerned. I'm not doing enough, you know. Just me being worried. So I hit up my therapist and say, "Hey, why don't you come on over? Let's go over some stuff." <coughs> and she gave. She's like, she after a little conversation, she gave me a few exercises I could add in that I haven't really been doing yet. And one of her exercises she gave me was a kettlebell swing. And I just said, okay, that's cool. So, of course, I'm going to do Indian club swings. And I, I've been doing them lightly, yeah. you know, just real light, you know, like a, the one five-pound club or a 10-pound club, single leg, real, yeah. like a stiff-legged version kind of. But anyways, so I'm pumped on Thursday when she comes over. I'm going to show her the Indian club swing because yeah. I'm pretty sure she's doesn't have much experience with Indian clubs. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, I'm kind of excited. I'm like, check this cool. out. You wanted me to do kettlebell swings. Right. Let me show you what's even better. That would be interesting and show to see her, her reaction. Her reaction. The yeah. Indian, but how can you not 
think it's a good exercise. <laughs> you know, like if you if you have you're going to be on a more athletic and leg stance because you, you don't have the kettlebell going yes. between your legs. You're right. My hands are on the outside so I can keep my shoulder blades back. Good fucking posture. Like, there is no comparison that from an athletic standpoint, yeah. that is a better exercise. And if you, if you really want to, like, uh, take it, I, I would do the catch. Yes. That's how I always do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, like when of, I, yeah not the continuous reps, but, like, catching at the yeah, top. Yeah, whenever, whenever I do Indian club yeah. swings, like, to me... There's no other way to do it. Right. I yeah. always do the catch. That lock I, at the top. I always lock at the top. Boom. boom. Reset. One way that, that yeah, way. I'll, I'll sometimes sometimes I'll push them up, but yeah. there's always a, like a slight pause. Yep. And then I extend them out, get a good yep. hinge. Yep. And so, I, yeah, if you show her that version, I'll, yeah, like what can you say? But uh, I think, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting because, you know, do people are funny. You know, and again, it's like... I think she'll receive it well. I think so. She's a pretty smart girl. I don't think that... Uh, if I had to bet money on it, I'd say that she will. If I... I wouldn't be surprised if she, at first she was a little defensive, just like, I don't, you know, I don't know what this is. Like, I know this. I know that this is good. You're showing me something and telling me it's better. I don't know what it is. I need to look into it or something like that. And then maybe after looking into it and checking it out, like coming around. But, uh, you know, it's it's funny, man. People... I don't her and I, I, I understand where you're coming from. And if I didn't have the relationship with her that I have, yeah. like, we've worked together quite a bit. I've known her for quite a few years. Oh, yeah. And we bounce ideas and off each other. And she knows, I, I mean, not to be an arrogant dick, but I kind of know my shit when it comes to exercise. Yeah. And I don't have the certifications and the degrees she has, but right. I'm not inexperienced yeah and so I think when she sees that I'd be like hey oh you wanted me to do the kettlebell swing yeah why don't you assess this and no, do no, 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 yeah. I think she's gonna be kind of pumped she's gonna be I like am. oh I'm just a cynical asshole when it yeah. comes to showing especially people with credentials because the thing is is the degrees have been given right the papers have been written based on this way of thinking about it this exercise being the answer Right, and so uh, um, I'm just saying, like human psychology is crazy. It's so fucking interesting. It, it is not rational. It's not logical. And so, like, I just me personally, and again, this is probably me because I have so many of these fucking conversations, like with clipless versus flat pedals. Super intelligent people. Super intelligent people that I have great relationships with. That for whatever reason just cannot let go of being sure that they know what's going on when it comes to pedal stroke and pedals and just having to be like, Hey man, like I, at this point, this makes no logical sense. And so you're, you're, uh, on a different level right now. So we're just gonna, you know, smile and continue to, to move on because we're not discussing this anymore. So maybe it's me cause I'm cynical that way, but I just, uh, anytime, you introduce somebody uh, with letters behind their name to something new. It's um, it is. You just always have to. I'd be really curious to hear what somebody's argument for the kettlebell swing being better, more beneficial than the Indian club swing. And yeah. If, if you demonstrate them both, like it's me I too. Because I, I can demonstrate both those techniques. Pretty, like, almost perfect. Like, I can do them pretty well. I've done yeah. thousands of both of them. Yeah. And if I if I was to pick up the kettlebell, do some swings, whether you want Russian style or even go across or American style, wherever the fuck makes you happy. 
and then I'll do some Indian clubs from you know from a physical therapist athletic standpoint. I'd be like, explain to me why this one would be better. Like, I know. I, there's no. I couldn't because like when I, <laughs> I I see what you're saying and I understand where you're coming from, but I always try to think of how okay if someone's gonna argue this like I, I try to argue okay let's pretend I'm them. How would I argue it? Like I can't come up with an argument. That's against. where the logic leaves the building because yeah, yeah. there are certain things that I think are self-evident. And for you to continue to argue against them shows like, okay, wait a minute, we're not being logical here, we're being emotional, and so we're done having a discussion, and, you know, because there's no moving on this, like, at this point. So, yeah, no, I totally agree, but, um, man, I mean, I've shown people the Indian club swing, and I've, I've, I've actually done videos and posts online, and, uh... You know, again, man, people are just, it's like, it's new, mm-hmm. right? You have to actually think about it. Like, it, it, you, 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 it's not uh, super obvious why this movement is better to a lot of people. And so you kind of have to really analyze it. And to do that, you have to pick apart the kettlebell swing, which... That ruffles feathers. That ruffles feathers, man. It ruffles feathers. You got to point out all of the negatives of the kettlebell swing. And there are a bunch of them. And, it, and so, um, yeah, I, but I, no, I agree. I think Jenna will be pumped on it because yeah. she's a pretty open-minded, yep. um, girl, but you know, man, you know that there's people fucking, I mean, just, we're not the only people in the world that have seen the Indian club swings. Hey, you're going to tell me that we're the only motherfuckers in the world that have like figured <laughs> out that they're better and like made this connection. Like no, on it, like no way, there's no way. no way. So like, why? something's keeping it from being better known. Like there are intelligent people who are kettlebell people who have been exposed to this that just for whatever reason are ignoring it or not taking it to its full logical conclusion, which is, oh, these are better than kettlebell swings. Why am I doing kettlebell swings? Because what I see some of is people kind of juggling both, doing both. And it's like, dude, why the fuck are you doing kettlebell swings? Like, it's a worse exercise. Like, make that argument. Why would you do both? Right? Like, why would you not? Like, w- what what day do you want to work out and you want to give up a better exercise? Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm totally with you, man. That's why the one of the new things I'm really going to emphasize with the facility um, is like, dude, no kettlebells. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we do not use kettlebells. It's an overrated training tool. What, uh... What kind of selection do you have for your Indian clubs? What are you going to get? You know, I'm, I'm going to get some there. I'm not going to get too many at first because, man, it's interesting working with a few people with the Indian clubs. Dude, the, the mace is infinitely easier for people to pick up and start to like get. Like one-handed stuff mm-hmm. is so different than having the two hands on one thing. And so that leverage based and all the weird movements and shit that go along, like... Uh, you're, it's not your average person that can pick up a fucking Indian club and, and move properly with it. And so um, the uh, I'm, I'm going to be using them, but it's not going to be like a huge cornerstone of what I'm doing because I think that there's better, easier ways to kind of get people that, that don't move well in the first place to start moving in that direction. Because like, I got a guy that I, I work with and I wanted to get him doing Indian club swings. And again, if you've put a gun to my head and you said, you need to make this guy do a swing, it can either be a kettlebell swing or an Indian club swing, and you need to pick one, because he's got to do one today, 
I'm definitely going Indian club swing. Yeah, for and I, sure. And I would have showed him, and I would have taught him, and he's done kettlebell swings, but I still would have said, like, okay, I'm going to show you Indian club swings. But I looked at his Indian club swings, and as great as they were, as, or, you know, as good as Indian club swings are, his still weren't where they needed to be. His weren't good enough. And so, like, I don't, he doesn't have to do swings. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're regressing. Like, I'm literally having him do just jumps, like do some broad jumps. It's the same movement pattern. Like, he's, he's kind of lost his, his jumping pattern. And so we're scaling it back a little bit. And so that's kind of the thing that I'm realizing is that, especially with mountain bikers, because they're so locked up in their hips because they since they spend so much time sitting down and they spend, it, they're just, it's the, the way that most riders are taught to ride is so detrimental to their mobility and movement. And it's not the right way. Like this whole like sit as much as you can and only stand when you need to is the fucking wrong way to do it. You should be standing as much as you can and sitting down to recover and then stand up and sit down to recover. Like that's, that's the better way to do it. And, but most riders are fucking locked up in their hips. And so they can't get like good full hip extension. And so they can't even jump. They can't even do a broad jump. Right. And so, you know, Indian club swings are going to be a few phases down for most, uh, riders that I end up working with. And so, um, but anyway, so I'll have like a pair of 10s and a pair of 15s there to do some, some stuff with, but it's, uh, like I said, it'll be kind of, yeah, bonus stuff after we've gotten you moving a lot better, cleaned up a lot of stuff and gotten you stronger. And that's where the, the bands and the mace and the ramping isos come in. So, um, but yeah, dude, it's interesting. I just, I, I working with people, you gotta, I, I try to think like, fuck, what is it like to like, to, uh, like be in that body right now? to like not know where you are in space. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to coach them and you can tell real quick, even with like jujitsu, right? Like you can tell when people, you're like, move your left arm and they're wiggling their right foot. You know, it's like they have no clue where they are in space and they have no ability to like, to purposefully manipulate their body to move in a super intentional way. There's a lot of flopping and hoping going on. <laughs> flopping and hoping. Right? I mean, that describes a lot of form in the yeah, gym, on the mats. And so, uh, yeah, but, uh, it's, and, and, but yeah, like we take it for granted, man. I, I keep telling you this and I think you're starting to come around to it. Like we're, we're outliers with this shit. So we like to hang out with other outliers, which makes us think we're normal. normal. And, but yeah. We're Every not. once in a while you get a dose of reality and you're like, Oh, I'm not normal. I'm not normal. Yeah. Like, oh, I can actually, yeah, I have control of my body. Like, I can tell where my foot is right now without having to look at it kind of thing. So, um, but that's why you work out. That's why you train. I was actually, I had an email that I sent out the other day, uh, you know, talking about flow and like just some flow state musings. And it's like, you know, the flow, everybody, you know, different definitions, whatever. But I think like some of the common factors is you're, you're performing at a high level you know, without a whole lot of effort or less effort than you would think you need to. And there's, you don't have, there's not a lot of thought. You don't have that, that chatter that's usually going on. So it's like this mindless state where you're just doing, you just are. And so, but to do that, you have to be working on a subconscious level. You can't think about what you're doing. As soon as your conscious brain engages and thinks, you're fucked. The flow state ends. So for you to even have 
the 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 ticket, right? So the ticket to even try to enter the flow state is you're functioning on a subconscious level with the skill that you're you're doing, and so uh, that means that you got to spend a lot of time with intentional practice and thinking about how you're moving for your brain to get that chance to distill it down and, and take it to that subconscious level, and that's one of the places where strength training. Um, and you know mobility training at some point, but strength training, if you use it properly, really, really helps with skill acquisition, whether it's mountain biking or jujitsu, is that is such a great form of intentional practice for movement. It really allows you to, to get good quality movement onto a subconscious level so that you don't have to think so goddamn much when you're trying to either learn a new technique or when you're fucking rolling. And, and then that's how the flow state comes, you know, more easily. And, but if you don't have that, that ability to move and function on that subconscious level, like it's just, it's, it, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because it seems to happen for people, but it's going to be much more fleeting and you're not going to have as, as much control of it and the ability to enter it as you want, um, kind of a thing. So and you may not even recognize it. Yeah. You, know, you might not have the ability to recognize it if you're not, when you're training, you know, which is another word for working out. You know, yeah, if you're not doing it with intent and being very mindful, like, man, that's something I really enjoy. Especially, I've been really geeking out on it going through this recovery process. Is, dude, it'll, it'll be like meditative when I'm going through some of my exercises. You know, for example, uh, like this morning, like my quote unquote warm up, you know, uh, is I was doing step ups and step downs. Yeah. So I just, I didn't have, a, I didn't, I can't quite do like a, a full, like a box yet. You know, it's just my leg, I'm not supposed to. So I literally just had uh, two 45 pound plates and a 35 pound plate. So what is that, you know, 18 inches high, something like that, maybe two foot high. And I put my, you know, like that and I'm step up on it and then I step down off of it. Like I'm going up and over it. Right. And very mindful, man. Like I'm just, I set the timer for 15 minutes. And that's literally all I did for fucking 15 minutes is step up, step down, turn around, repeat. And man, you just fucking, you get in this zone and I am just focused on, I feel my foot hit. I feel, because when you're like going down a set of stairs, you're doing a step down. A lot of us just kind of rush through it. You just go through it. Yeah. When you are doing it to train your leg, like you really slow it down because it's, it's tougher than you think. Like even when I do it on my non-surgery leg. Like, okay, I don't want just want I don't just want to go through this motion. I'm not just trying to get a thousand reps. I'm trying to be as mindful and as beneficial in this activity as possible. And so I'm even doing the reps on my good leg, and just stepping down really slow, dude. You can feel all the muscles that you're using and working, and it is like a zen thing. I just kind of check out and just like boom, boom, boom. And if you dude, it like it's so satisfying. Yeah, it really is. It is a form of meditation because you, you do you can just really geek out on all the muscles oh i feel my calf kicks in here my quad kicks in here my glute kicks in here i'm just yeah. boom 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 down repeat boom like it's dude i like it i really enjoy it yeah and that me too man that's why like i don't understand when people say they don't like drilling because yeah. i'm like dude drilling's like it gets meditative if yep. you do it right yep it's the same thing it's like yeah. you just get so in tune yeah you just like you're i feel like spider-man like spidey senses are just like kicked in and i i can feel everything yeah you know it's yeah. And that's, anyways, it's yeah, just, again, I think that's more to the fact that I think that's normal and maybe we're not. Right. 
Maybe not, but I think that that's, it's important, man, that mindfulness. It's funny because I've started like calling things like, like isometrics or meditations with tension. Yeah. You know, uh, meditation is like, I look at it as like meditations with breathing, you know, I'm really focused on my breathing. Like you're just talking about like, you know, your movement, you should have movement meditations. Like that, just that idea of just being super present, you know, really trying to, it, like that's the thing is like not thinking is thinking. thinking. And so it's like, that's the, the weird mind, no mind, uh, state, but that's it. Like that's the flow state. And, and if you, you can practice that, uh, with your training and then you're training your brain to function on that level and it's going to be way easier to, to, you know, access it when you need it. So, but yeah, just, that's where the fucking the time comes in. Just time, time, time. Time, you gotta put the time in. Yeah, so, I mean, that's why, you know, white belts, like, you literally, you can't function on the same level as people who put in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Like, it just, your your brain, you haven't sunk enough onto a subconscious level to be able to. And, I, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, that's, that's really the gap with, like, with, like, you and Kevin that I'm, I'm really fighting because it's not a physical one, it's not a technical knowledge one. It's that every day you guys are functioning a little bit more on a subconscious level, and you're just you're you're already so much deeper than mine because you've been training for longer. And so, like that's the arms race, right? It's not who's stronger and knows the most. It's like who's able to function on a subconscious level, who is able to think, you know, ahead. That idea of like I already know my body recognizes what to do before I consciously even know what to do because you know I'm, I'm on the subconscious level with everything and so that's the the ultimate goal and that's why the fucking training where that comes in so if you want to get better at jujitsu again i'm like you don't like drilling you don't strength train you don't do this shit like in my mind though that statement is those two statements can't exist together you can't say like i really love jujitsu and want to you know be good at it but I'm not going to do these other things. It's like, well, then you don't really love jujitsu. Well, I'm not going to say you don't love jujitsu, but you know, you don't really want to be as good at it as you could be because you're leaving these other things on the table, these other opportunities. So, anyways, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, I'm going to derail this because yes. that that, con- that conversation we just got done having really ties into what we're going to talk about today. Kind of, yeah. Because yeah, we're going to talk about fitness myths. Fitness and some jiu-jitsu myths. Some jiu-jitsu myths and you know, debunk them yeah. as far as we're concerned. But anyway, so before we get into that, I'm going to derail this. Uh, so I listened to this six-part podcast. This is totally off the topic, so sorry. That's just how my brain works sometimes. If I can, uh, a six-part podcast about that Elizabeth Holmes chick in the Theranos. Okay, yeah. It's really good, because, you know, I knew of the story. but You I haven't read the book? You, I haven't read the book yet. Yeah. You've told me about it, and you you know, you kind of geeked out on it for a little bit, because it was pretty entertaining, or interesting. And so I listened to it. It's called The Dropout. Dude, fucking Psycho. banana. Psycho. And it ended... I don't know where they're going to go with it. I don't know if they're putting out more episodes or they're waiting for the story to unfold more now because it's at the point to where like she's in court mm-hmm. or going to be going to court. She's been to court a couple times or something, but they're still, you know, it's a legal process and that shit starts taking forever. You know, especially when you got a bunch of money, you can stretch that fucking process out. But yeah, dude, fucking bananas. Yeah. If anybody's in, like it's a really good podcast. You know, it's done real well. 
Um, you know, some I think some big fucking company did it, some podcast company. So That's it's really produced well, yeah. you know. And well, HBO it, just did a documentary. Did they? Yeah, and we we had HBO because we watched the final season of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. so we had it. So I watched the HBO documentary, and even though I've read the book, man, yeah. still watching, I'm still just like. It's fucking bananas. How dude. all these people got bamboozled. There was even a yeah, sorry, I don't have the names because I listened I finished listening to it like two weeks ago. But there was a young kid, young kid, he's probably in his twenties or something, that he started seeing the writing on the wall and he wasn't comfortable with what was going on. Oh, his grandfather. Yeah, and yeah. He, like he took it to his his grandfather. His grandfather and his his grandfather was bought in on this yes. Elizabeth chick. And he like was almost like bringing charges against his son or something or his grandson. He, I forget he what was, he did. He was basically reminding him that this is what would happen. Like, he, I don't agree with you, and if you pursue this, like, you need to understand this is what's going to happen. Like, well, they, they even bring, ambushed him one time. They did. He 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 called him off, father, yeah, and said, "Hey, why don't would yeah. you please come over to our house? We need to talk about this stuff." Yeah. And so, I mean, this kid loves his grandpa. He's like, "Yeah, of course, I'll come over." And, you know, we might not see eye, but let's talk about this. And they were over there talking. Then all of a sudden, out of the back room, fucking lawyers come out. And want, they want him to sign some, you know, uh, yeah, some, you know some, some sort of document yeah. saying he's not going to take it to the press or whatever. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And then eventually the grandpa came learned and he came around. And, dude, he had a really good statement. Yeah, again, it's, I'm going to fuck it up. But he said something like, man, I'm so proud of my grandson for he handled that situation exactly the way he should have. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. And even though I'm grandpa, you know, and I was coming at him, like he stood his ground because he knew, he felt it was right. Yeah. And that's exactly how he should have done it. Yeah. Like that was, dude, that's crazy. That That's how much, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, right. This, at, at no point in time did this technology she came up with do anything close to what she Nothing. said. Nowhere near. And, you know, they bamboozled fucking Walgreens. And they even put some of their units in the Walgreens, but to the extent they weren't like people would go to Walgreens to get their blood test, and they would ship it back to their facility, and they were using a third party's technology to yeah, do regular test. machines, regular yeah. machines that they're yeah. already available. Yeah, but they, they had to, they had to jerry them because they would take the micro droplet, right? That was their whole thing. Is it's not right. a regular blood drop, right? It's just you, a, you just, just need a, a pinprick of blood, like right. like what a diabetic would use to test his blood sugar, and from that we're gonna be able to tell everything. And so what they would do is they would send that back to that lab. And because they didn't have a full sample and those machines were made for a full sample, they had to devise ways to dilute the sample so that the machines would get a reading off of it. And the fucking readings were so inaccurate. Like, that's what blew their cover. Like, if they had never gone into the public with Walgreens, if they had stayed out, who knows how far they could have bamboozled this thing. But when they started getting... You know, medical professionals uh, getting their uh, either having um, patients come in that they had known for a while and had gone and gotten a blood test done on this new thing at Walgreens and comes back with totally abnormal, totally off the wall results. And then they order another regular blood draw and send it to a regular lab and comes back and it's like, well, wait a minute, this is in line with the last fucking 50 of these things we've done. Why is theirs like? off the fucking chart or or people that knew like medical professionals that knew like dude I know what my cholesterol is like you know this thing's telling me it's fucking 560 like this is not right and that that's what really got them in trouble was people realizing like and but the thing is is 
Dude, people are making medical yes. fucking decisions based on these on these results. Yeah, like, I was that's just gonna what say makes that. It so yeah. fucked up, man. Yeah. It was, your well being. Yes. Your doctor is giving you directives based on the results from this bullshit technology. Yes, it doesn't exist. That, that's so dangerous. Yeah, it was so dangerous. That, so immoral. That's why people fucking wouldn't. Like, where people drew the line in the sand was because they realized, like, you are putting people's lives in danger. And you don't seem to care. No, they don't seem to care. Dude, I can't figure that chick out, man. Like, <clears throat> yeah. And even, you know, towards the end of that podcast, you know, in interviews with her or whatnot. Well, she has her voice. You can't forget about her yeah, voice. Yeah, she changed her voice. And then, but she's still, man, I get, I don't know if she's just straight up evil and she knows what she did was wrong but she's sticking to it or if she's just fucking she's crazy i think she's crazy i think she's crazy i think she's straight up crazy yeah i think there's way more malicious craziness than pure evil in the world yeah and i think she's malicious crazy like she's she's crazy but she's malicious she doesn't really care if her version of reality hurts people like like it's well my intention was this right and so you need to judge me by my intention, not what actually happened. And my intention was good, so therefore, you know, because that's why, yeah, she's still fighting. Like, she's like, I didn't do anything wrong. Right. So I did nothing wrong. Like, everybody, I got, I didn't know what was going on. There were people in the company that were lying to me. I got totally bamboozled myself. I, you know, I don't see what we were doing wrong. And yeah, she's fucking a little out there for no, sure. More than a little. But you know what, man? It's funny. I, uh, talked about this before I'm after reading Don Quixote I see the world through Don Quixote's and Sancho Panza's <laughs> she was a Don Quixote you need just one Sancho Panza to fucking keep someone who's delusional able to keep their delusions going it's just one person who kind of buys into it too and feeds into it right you only need one well, imagine getting, you know, four, five, six, like really rich, powerful Sancho Ponzas uh, following you around. Like, dude, you're just a motherfucking nutcase. You know, you're Don Quixote. And everyone around you, everyone can see it, but you're protected from ever having to deal with reality because you have these people around you who are sheltering you because they think that you are going to at some point, slay a fucking giant and get them a fucking island somewhere. Like, you know, that's that was the whole thing. He convinced this poor guy who wasn't too smart that, you know, I'm really a knight and at some point I'm going to rescue a princess and she's going to grant me lands and I'm going to give you an island as part of, you know, your service to me because that's how it goes in these books that I've read. Like, that was the whole thing. You just And that's the whole thing with her. Like, she was fulfilling a role. Right, it's just like Don Quixote was fulfilling this role that he had in his mind from reading all these these fucking uh, romantic night novels and shit. She was fulfilling the female Silicon Valley startup role. And that that that's the role she's filling. And then you get a couple people around who are like, "Oh yeah, I see that. If you actually fill this role, you're gonna get rich, and I'm gonna get some of it." Okay, like. It's exactly what it is, man. It's his fucking story as old as time. That's why it's so crazy. It's so crazy. All and all it took is she, you know, hoodwinked one rich, really yep. respectable guy. That's all you needed. And then 
than his buddy, mm-hmm. who's also well off. It's like, oh, if he's in on it, I don't have to dig into it that much. He must have. Let's go with it. Let's and go then, with then it. it just snowballs. Snowballs. And then you get that many powerful, rich people on your side. It goes a long ways. Yeah, it's crazy so how far we go. Yeah, it, dude, that's like, yeah, that's it's still it's insane. It's uh, it's a lot like that fire festival thing. Yep. Very similar very, to that. Very man. similar. Very similar. Where you're looking at this dude going, who could not see through his bullshit from day one? Like, how did this motherfucker get this far into the game? And then you look into it and you're like. Oh, he had these rich fucking old people backing him who, you know, were buying his bullshit and kept feeding into his nonsense. And it just got taken to the point that, like, people show up on an island and there's nowhere to stay. And no fucking water. No water, no food. Yeah. Hey, hope you survived this fucking night of anarchy. (laughs) (laughs) It is a very similar situation. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. And the guy denied, never admitted being wrong. You know, even fucking tried to open another hustle. And uh, yeah, but he ended up going to jail. I, I yeah, I did. think I think Elizabeth is gonna go to jail. Like the the, the, the line gets drawn at putting people's lives in right. danger. I, I I would hope so. You know, the, yeah, that that is a hard fucking line to where people are getting medical directives from the doctors based on their tests that were super inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, that, that's so. It's just so immoral, man. It's like, immoral. It is. You can't do that. You can't. You can't. You can't do that. No, man. Not yeah, but yeah. But anyways, it's yeah. worth, it's worth a listen. It, yeah, that is, the book the or book. the documentary, like yeah, check that story out because yeah. if you, if, I'm sure you probably heard about it, but if you haven't looked into the details, it is a uh, super interesting story, and it is true, man. Like fact is way stranger than fiction. Like, you, it, yeah, you're just like, what the fuck? They couldn't make this up. If you came in to me and told me, hey, I got a story for a fucking book or a, a movie. And you and you told me that story. I'd be like, no one's gonna buy that. No one's gonna believe that that happened. Get the fuck out of here, Walgreens, the military. Come on, are you fucking kidding me? Get out of here. And, but no, that's what happened. <laughs> it's it was funny, man. Yeah, she had the military going along with it. Well, not well, be, she, no, not that I, I don't think she not, said she did. But no, that no, never no. Happened, but she right? had conversations. She had advocate like secret conversations that she was able to manipulate to her advantage. She was, but, but do you know what I mean? But just to get your foot in the door to talk with the high ups in the military about introducing a technology to save soldiers lives. But she just bullshitted about that. Like she, no, no, she bullshitted about it actually being deployed and them using it. Right. But she had talked. She with talked them. to some somebody high up in the military. She did talk yeah. to. The, it was it, there was an introduction made, and and they were asking for you know basically tests and demonstrations. Right. Right. And so and she, she would just say point. she would just say it was. And yeah. That never fucking but, happened. But dude, you and I could. How do we even get a hold of someone at the military to tell them that we have a bullshit technology? Right. Right. Like we couldn't get that meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean. So even the fact, like, yeah, she never got to the point that she said she did. The fact that she even got a foot in the fucking door and was able to talk to someone so that she could take it to that next level and start lying about things is uh, is crazy. And on that, and then how uh, she ended up getting all the money from Walgreens, you know, they kept saying, hey, we want to see this technology. And they were obviously were never able to show it to them. 
But they still got like what it was like a hundred and some odd million from Walgreens, yeah. and they had to pay it back. Right? Yeah. Or she's trying to pay it back. I'm not sure. But yeah, she duped. I mean, I'm. You got to assume the people that are doing the business deals for Walgreens that high up are pretty smart fucking people, right? Yeah. I mean, it's smart in business sense. Yeah. You know, obviously not in blood testing sense. But she duped those guys into it. Yeah. Without ever showing them the technology. They had very orchestrated tests. That like, if you wanted to believe the technology worked, the test would confirm what you already wanted to believe. Yeah, okay. If you walked in there with a critical mind, the test seemed a little suspect. But they were right there enough, you know what I mean? They wanted to believe. They would literally do a drop of blood, like take them out to do the rest of the tour. Somebody would come up, grab the drop of blood, run downstairs, do the test downstairs, run back up. And, and program the test into the Theranos machine and get the fuck out of there. And the right. person comes back in and they think that their blood test has been done on the Theranos machine. There's no way for them to really discern that it wasn't right. the way that they had it all set up. So, you know, again, if you want to believe, if you think that, like, dude, the military's in on this, you know... Uh, must be good. Must be good. You know, th- this, you know, investor who's... Uh, um, Probably dropping a package off, you know, some investor or whatever that you know, like that. That's the thing. Like you said, it took one person to start the dominoes, yep. and then everyone's looking, being like, "Dude, all of these people are behind her. They can't all be wrong, can they?" They, they, they somebody in there did their due diligence. Somebody, so there, I don't have to. Right? No one ever did. No one ever did. That's the thing. That's what's point. so crazy. Yep. Yeah. And there was like very early on, like one of her professors at Stanford, and she only went to mm-hmm. Stanford. I think it was Stanford. Less than a year. Less than a year. Like yeah. a fucking semester. Yep. And when she she told one of her professors her idea, and her professor's like, that's, that just can't happen. That's not possible. It's not possible. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty skilled in this, and that's not doable. Yeah. And so there was people early on that were like... Yeah. And she just said, I don't want to hear it. Yep. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's when someone's trying to change the world, they get that a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got their lines, man. They're all like, you know, well, if you're not a solutions-focused person, maybe you're not, you know, belong here, right? Like, it's like, don't come to us with problems, you know, because you're you're just finding problems. Come to us with solutions. It's like, how do you argue with that? Like, sometimes there are legit, like, yes, there's something to that, but when you take it to the extreme, like, there, there are no problems. Only people who refuse to find solutions. So we just got to fire everyone, or it's like it's insanity. But, uh, yeah, that's a, it was, it's a good story, man. It is. It is a good story. So, that was a, I didn't expect that as your hard left. No. <laughs> I figured you would, but I knew you'd be talking about it. Yeah. Hey, do you want to uh, talk about, you know, this kind of goes along with being hoodwinked. Is oh, the, the, the Advocare the stuff? The Advocare stuff? Yeah. That's kind of crazy. I think we should bring it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man. That's... So, for those listening... Um, if you're not familiar, so Advocare. I will say first and foremost, if this affected you in some way, I I'm I, I, I take no it. joy in that. No, I, I think there are a lot of people who got fucked over by this. So any um, negativity that you might hear is directed towards Advocare. Correct. Yeah, because I, I feel bad. I I mean I don't know. If, I know a few people personally. Me too. That were doing well. And making yeah. you know quite a bit of money from Advocare. If you don't know what Advocare is, that's where I'll get you, and, and so that's getting stripped away from them. So, for if you don't know what it is, it's basically a supplement company, right? But it is also a multi-level marketing company. 
You know, you recruit people into your team, your downline, and that is, that is where people make their money in getting into AdvoCare is recruiting people to sell products. Yeah. And I mean, you don't. That's the way their business structure is set up. Is yeah. if you want to make a lot of money in AdvoCare, you don't do it by. You can sell supplements, but that's not where you're going to make the big. Money. The big one, right? You know, because once you're what's called a distributor, and I can speak from experience, like I'm an AdvoCare distributor. I was one as well, and I still am to this day. I get forty percent discount on the products as we speak. I'm drinking Spark, <laughs> so I, I come from a little bit of experience. Like, yep. And I started doing this back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, somewhere in there, I think. Yeah. Maybe before that, even two thousand eight, and but that's yeah. If you want to make big money, it's you got to build a team. You got to have people in your downline. So in it's essence, making money off of them. You're making money off of them. So in essence, it is like it's a multi level marketing or the dirty word a pyramid scheme. Yeah, and uh, they got busted by the federal government. So the initial, so we'll the have stories. The, the story stories, are, yeah, it's evolved. Even after talking to you and Kelly today, it's changed in my mind a little bit. So as what well, how I became privy to it is like a month or two ago, being that I'm still a distributor, you know, I pay my, I still pay my monthly or my yearly uh, fee so I can keep my discount level up and I don't sell much. You know, I got a few people still signed up under me that buy stuff randomly. So every once in a while I'll get some random money deposited into my account from AdvoCare, but it's like nothing. Yeah. Right? And uh, so I get a letter or an email, sorry. You know, a month or two ago, that's saying, "Hey, there's going to be some changes in our pay structure. Uh, we just want to give you guys a heads up." And it was very vague. They didn't say much beyond that. And then, like the Friday before I left on my trip, you know, so back a couple weeks ago, they sent out the bombshell email. I said, "As of this day, you can no longer make money off of people underneath you in your downline and their lingo. The only way you can make money in AdvoCare." is just from selling product because for distributors like myself or people that are really balls deep into it, you can buy all their products at 40% off and obviously you got that markup. Then you just turn and sell it and you can make, make some money. But that's the only way you can make money now through AdvoCare. And dude, that's a bombshell because there's a lot of people that make money on that shit. Make and money on that downline. That downline. And so that got my, because I didn't know anything about this. I don't keep up on it. Like I, I buy my Spark for 40% off and that's about my extent of my, uh, experience with AdvoCare anymore. So immediately I go to Google and I'm researching this shit and I come across that they're getting sued by the federal government for being a pyramid scheme. And I was, dude, I was blown away by it. Like, holy fuck, man. But you guys had an interesting take on it. Well, yeah, again, we gotta, I guess we gotta look into it a little bit more because it's like, if they're being, I guess it wasn't that they were being sued, is that they were being threatened to be sued. And they took this action preemptively in order to avoid the lawsuit and not go through it and deal with it. They were changing their structure. Oh, uh, see, I thought. See that again. It's like that. That, that is a difference. Did, did the federal government actually declare them a pyramid scheme and were bringing a lawsuit against you, or was there talks and the government was telling them, "Look, this is what we're planning on doing." We're, you know, this was their threat and they said well okay instead of facing that and fighting you on it we'll just go ahead and make this change oh see i again i haven't done a ton of looking into it i assumed excuse me i assumed the federal government said you cannot pay people like this anymore yeah i I I thought they put the mandate down 
Well, you know what I'm saying? Like the, they, they can say that, but then they have to take them to court if they're not going to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? And so that's where it's like, did they actually take the, was, were the papers served? Did the federal government say federal government versus advocare, you know, as a, you know, uh, as a pyramid scheme operation and we're going to prove it and force you guys to stop doing this, right? Like that's, that's one thing, but like them telling them, hey, we're investigating you as a pyramid scheme. We're going to bring charges against you and take you to court. And then Advocare preemptively going, okay, instead of having you bring charges and take us to court, we're going to preemptively do this so that you guys don't. It's kind of like in like uh, sports, like basketball, you know, you'll have like colleges that will be under investigation for rules violations. And then they will self-impose uh, some, you know, sanctions on themselves. And the hope a lot of times is that the NCAA is not going to pursue it. Yeah. Either they're not going to put on more or they're going to be more lenient with what they do because of these self-imposed sanctions. So, uh, but again, that's a different thing than the NCAA taking them all the way to court and then fighting it. And then at the end of the day saying like, you know, forcing it that way. So, so anyways, the understanding from what Kelly did, the research Kelly did, was that it wasn't that they actually got taken to court. It's that there was a threat of being taken to court and that they preemptively chose to do this rather than face going to court and potentially losing all that money you know, in a lawsuit and stuff like that. So, But what the rumor around the campfire is that the federal government's not the one that initiated the talks that Advocare actually initiated the talks and in the talks of course the government goes yeah we you know if we were to investigate you we would probably you know blah 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 and anyways it's these private talks nobody knows exactly what was said and uh so you can interpret a bunch of different ways but that's one interpretation is that this you know we were talking about like if Advocare wants to go legit right like there's probably athletes that they could sponsor um, you know, right now they can't go into stores. Um, you know, there's events that probably are a little s- sketched out about the, the multi-level marketing pyramid scheme kind of, uh, um, you know, taint, I guess, that they have. And so if you want to take your brand to like this next level of legitimacy in the sports world, like you want to be seen as a really legitimate sports brand, you kind of got to drop the multi-level marketing thing. It's just, there's... A little stink to it. Yeah, it's just not, you know, there's there's too many people have a negative feeling towards it. And so it makes sense that they would, you know, if, if that was their goal, which it seems like it, because they have the Advocare Bowl, you know, we we're talking about like at one point, you know, they sponsor like Drew Brees, they have some other athletes that they sponsor. So they're obviously trying to become a more legitimate sports, you know, a, a bigger entity in the sports world. And... uh so yeah, I think they're just, you know, reading the tea leaves saying like, we're going to have to dump this multi-level marketing thing. So how can we do it? And save face. And save face. Oh, the government was threatening to sue us. And so we made this change in order to stop being sued. So they don't sued. look like the bad guys. Right. It wasn't us. It was the government threatening us kind of thing. So That is an interesting take. <clears throat> I hadn't even thought about that until talking to you and Kelly this morning. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm interested in it. I'm gonna kind of keep my eye on it, you know, and do a little digging around and see what comes of it. But yeah, I like to say I feel bad for the people that were making a lot of money on it because there yeah. was there was some people making some good yeah. money on it. There's some people making a living. Yeah. I mean, there's some people who basically woke up that day that that email 
told them their interpretation is I don't have my mortgage payment coming I got in this fi- month. I got fired. Basically, yeah. they got fired. I got fired, yeah. I got no, yeah, I, I don't have effectively enough money to pay my bills this month coming in. And I thought I did because I put in all this work and done all this shit yeah. to, to build this team like they told me to. And uh, yeah, man, that's a, it. It was because uh, my thing was if the government really was bringing charges and it got to like, that's the point that it got to is like, dude, is the government starting to crack down on these things? Like, is this the first of many to come of these multi-level marketing companies that are going to start getting, you know, I don't know if Herbalife is still a thing. I think they're still around. Is that Amway? Are they still around? I, you know, probably, I think Amway's still around. I just know like in the supplement field, like you got the USANA, you got Herbalife, you've got, um, God, what the fuck else? There's like, Melaleuca. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, kind of, they're kind of a pyramid scheme type thing too. Yeah. Like there, you have several in the, in the supplement world. Um, you know, these people, these companies. And so, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's, it's a, that's a crazy, crazy story. It affected a lot of people. Um, I'm going to say, from my understanding of it was how AdvoCare dodged the pyramid scheme loophole because pyramid schemes are illegal. Right. Yeah. You can't have a pyramid scheme. And how they dodged it is someone in your downline can out-earn you. Yes. And they can significantly out-earn you. There's a, there's a cutoff, like a percentage cutoff, which you can make off of them. So if you happen to recruit somebody that's just a sales monster, and they sell the fuck out of product, they sell the, they sell the shit out of getting people into their downline, like you just get some monster underneath you, they, they're going to make way more money than you. Yeah. And that, so that was, to the best of my knowledge, how the loophole they found was by putting a cap on that. Yeah. So if, if that's the case, I don't understand, you know, how the federal government could shut them down, right? So that that's why I think your guys' you know, uh, speculation of it is maybe correct. Right. Is that they, they don't want to do that anymore. They want to they wanna put their stuff on the shelves in Target, Walmart, or wherever, and sell the shit out of product. Right, And yeah. not run the MLM stuff anymore. Yeah. They don't want to look like the assholes taking away people's income. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was saying if they if, if they were able if the government was really legitimately coming after, you know, uh Abicare, then was that the first domino? Because like you said, they have a loophole. Right. Because pyramid schemes are illegal. So all of these companies have some sort of like some technical loophole. loophole. Yeah. That's why they refer to themselves as it's multi level marketing instead of a pyramid scheme. Like that's the the the, the technical difference between the two. And so multi-level marketing businesses aren't illegal, but, um, yeah, that's the, so if they really were able to prove that and start coming after AdvoCare, like, would they be able to do that to a bunch of these other companies too? So yeah, I, I think our KLA's findings are pretty, um, pretty telling. So I kind of lean that way myself. We'll see. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't have a dog in the race, so it doesn't really matter to me. But Yeah. Then you told me that like, CrossFit pulled all their Facebook pages. Yeah, and this shit. is just recently, too. Um, again, I guess we do this all the time on the podcast, not very educated on it, so we'll just, just speculate. speculate and throw out <laughs> random shit. <laughs> Fuck it, that's what we do. We have approximate knowledge of many yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Cursory <laughs> knowledge, and we act like experts. Yeah, so just recently, CrossFit pulled like all their Facebook pages. You know, the CrossFit HQ, I'm saying. So the, the head shit 
pulled their Facebook pages, pulled all their Instagram pages, and and Greg Glassman put out some statement because what had happened, from my understanding, again I didn't dig into it a ton. It was that there was a, a, a CrossFit Paleo page ran by CrossFit HQ, you know, with quite a few followers on there, like fucking three million followers or some shit. And that page was more dedicated to the nutrition side of it, right? Facebook yanked their page for some reason or another because Facebook will do that sometimes. They don't like the content that's going on on there. They can take your shit down and they don't have to give you any warning or any reason why. Nope. You just go to operate your page one day and it's non-existent. Yeah. Um, they did that to that page. And so Greg Glassman's like, well, fuck you then. And they took all of, all of their pages off of Facebook and Instagram. And I gotta, I'm speculating the two were tied in together somehow because, and dude, in my experience, there's a lot of CrossFit gyms and CrossFit gym owners that are very intertwined with AdvoCare. You know, they sell it, they recruit people, and I've seen a lot of CrossFit gym owners basically use their CrossFit gym to recruit people for AdvoCare. I mean, yes, they like helping people. They love to train. They like to work out. I'm not saying they're nefarious right, yeah. people. But it, they go well together. Yes. They, they, they really, it's a good combo. If yeah. you're going to do that for a business, it makes, I understand it. It makes sense. And I, I've been to a lot, because I was in the CrossFit cult for a long time, man. I had my level one cert, was coaching people. I did it for quite a few years. And I went to a lot of CrossFit gyms. Whenever I would travel, like I've been to CrossFit gyms and like the Cayman Islands and fucking Mexico and all over the you know states. And a lot of them are sell AdvoCare shit. They have it in their in their gym, or you know, you know, maybe some of them are more involved in it than others. Yeah. But a lot of them have something to do with AdvoCare, just kind of common. Yeah. It's more common than not. And so the fact, again, I'm reaching. Yeah, yeah. I'm really reaching. I think it's more coincidence. I, it's but... more. It could be more coincidence, but I love the big, you know, scandal type stuff. You know, I, I like to think about that. I'm like, I wonder if it's connected any. Yeah. Anyhow, so I don't know. Man, I think it. Uh... Yeah, I can. I'm glad he did that, man. That's that's awesome that he pulled the fucking pages. I think that that shows like maybe Facebook. Facebook's like getting out of control with that shit. And I've talked about this for a while, just on a professional level, like when I'm talking to um, you know people that are interested in getting on the online world. And the the truth of the matter is, is Facebook like everybody needs a platform, right? Like right now, this is our platform. A podcast is our platform. What what is the platform that you use? to deliver your message. Right. Okay. So you, everybody needs a platform. If you don't have a platform, your message is going to reach nobody. And so it can be a podcast, can be, you know, whatever. But the online, the way to reach new people is very heavily like people push social media, right? So it's Facebook likes, it's Instagram likes, like, you know, that's how we're, uh, um, you know, trying to build our audience online so that we that's our platform like facebook pages are a platform instagram accounts are a platform for delivering your message you don't own that platform nope that's the illusion you know like you think that you do but you don't you do not own your platform on instagram or facebook and so like you said if there's any they can do whatever they want uh at the end of the day there's no one really holding them accountable for this shit and so the only platform that you own, that's why like I, uh, we have a WordPress site, like WordPress we own, like where there's a hosting site, the WordPress software is installed there, like we own that platform. 
So I don't, we don't ever have to worry about WordPress saying like, eh, we don't like the Grumpy Guy podcast. We're going to kick you guys off. Like there's just no chance of that happening. Um, your email list. Again, like we have that, the, the email list on Aweber. And it's not that you can definitely push shit hard enough to where you can get your email list fucking uh banned or blocked or your account or whatever like if you're just spamming the fuck out of people and getting a ton of complaints so i'm not gonna say you can't but you gotta really really try to fuck up to get your email list uh banned because for the most part it exists on an email server or a a list service like aweber or, or mailchimp or whatever and you're just paying your money and they're just storing your emails and providing a service for you to send out like they're like i said unless you're really causing problems they're not gonna, they don't give a fuck what you're sending out. If, as long as the people that you're sending it out to aren't complaining about it, they're not, they don't give a fuck. Um, so you own those platforms. And we don't ever have to worry about people, some, you know, Facebook going like, oh, well, you know, like our Facebook page we do. But that's the big mistake that a lot of people make when they're getting into the digital world is they focus so much on building a platform through social media uh, even like YouTube, YouTube's the same way, man. You can easily get your fucking YouTube. Uh, we fought with them there. It's like, what? Wait a minute, you blocked our. What are you talking about? There's no reason for you to block our upload here. And, uh, but, yeah, I think that uh, I'll bet that um, CrossFit has a pretty good sized email list. Yes, I think that they'll be all right with communicating their message to people without Facebook and Instagram. Um, so I'll be interested to see what they do with it, but I think that they, I'm predicting that they're going to be the first of many. I think that this is just the first, um, cause I mean, you know, individuals have already been doing this, like people dropping their Facebook accounts for various reasons, but yeah, Facebook's going to pull somebody else's page and somebody else is going to be like, Oh yeah, well fuck you. We're out of here too. I, that, I mean, that's, I think this is the first domino in that. So I don't know, man. Facebook is not going to be in, like, what is it going to be in five years? Man, I really think there should be a social media platform to just like the Wild West, man. You can put anything the fuck you want on there. They exist. Yeah, this is not commonly used. That's the problem. You know, they, they, I really like, I really think there should be something that literally you can just, as long as you're not sending out death threats. Yeah. And like giving out people's addresses, like, hey, go fuck this guy up because I don't like him. You know, as long as you're not causing somebody physical harm, put whatever you want, man. If you want to put a bunch of racist shit on there, like, you don't have to read it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's terrible. There's a lot of things I don't want to see. And there should just be, you should be able to do it in my eyes. And then if you don't want your kids seeing it or you don't want to see it, you should be able to filter what comes into your feed. And so you don't have to pay attention to that shit somehow. And I don't understand why you can't do that. Yeah. I think a lot of the problem too, like I'll bet the CrossFit Paleo page got yanked for like copyright stuff. I'll bet like they were... That's usually what it is. They were sharing things or posting things. And yeah, like they just felt like they were just using too many... Yeah, yeah, they were, you know, using other people's work and copyright infringement shit. Dude, the whole internet is rampant with copyright infringement shit yeah most of what you see on it is not like when you're reading an article there's a lot of times what you're reading or what your video you're watching or meme you're looking at that's not the person who created it it's some sort of repost right. yeah, or something like yeah. reposted or something like, yeah 
Well, that's what you want. You want your thing to go viral. Right, like basically, right. you're hoping that you create something that's so cool that, that everybody else kind of steals it. Yep. Steals it and shares it. You know, and they're hoping because, like, why do you share it? It's like there's one thing like this is cool, but you're also hoping to piggyback off of. You know, by sharing it, you're like, you know, I agree with this. And so, like, you know, my friends are going to see this and associate me with this guy's work and what it means, you know. So there is that, like, fucking selfish element of just you're you're plagiarizing somebody else's talent to try and uh, make yourself look better in people's eyes. So It's a weird thing. It is a weird thing, man. It is a weird thing, but... I'll be interested to see where both of those go. Yeah, I, I don't know what the effects of that are going to be. I, I, I don't see it having that big of an effect in the grand scheme of things. I, I, I yeah. really don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I'll be interested. Interested to see what they do. So. Because yeah, I know, I mean, I don't follow CrossFit like I used to. But they use that quite a bit, you know, for the CrossFit Games, you know, the regionals. Cause I'm sure they probably just had the regionals. Usually every year, the regionals are around Memorial Day. Yeah. You know, and people from that qualify for the games. And at, towards the end of the summer, like in August, they have the CrossFit Games. And that's a pretty big deal. You know, and they usually, you know, it's not, I mean, they'll show the stuff on ESPN. You know, late, you know, the past year or two, it's been more popular. And they'll actually televise yeah. it on ESPN and whatnot. They can stream that shit but, off of their own site. Well, that's they used and they would also stream it on YouTube. They yeah. would also stream it on Facebook, like yeah. Facebook Live. That's where you could go watch a lot of it. If you yeah. don't like, you know, for someone like me who doesn't have cable, you know, you can still see it all. So, but I mean, they still got YouTube, I guess. You know, and they, again, well, they can you do, just it do it off their own site. Do it off their own site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing too. Is like, you know, that that's the fucked up thing. Is like, you know, they put their video on Facebook. So that people would go watch that video and they're going to Facebook, you know, so that like, like they're doing Facebook a favor. Again, this is why it's like, it's so fucked up the way that Facebook treats, like they just take us for granted at this point. Like, I don't believe that Facebook ever believes that we'll leave, that that, that we'll, we'll go find something else. And like the way that they are acting is so arrogant and just taking people for granted because that's the fucked up thing. Like, the CrossFit didn't have to do that. It helped. It, it was an extra platform for them to spread their message. But by them using that platform, it also helped Facebook out. And so it's like for Facebook to just not recognize, like, man, this is a symbiotic relationship here, man. This is not a one-way thing. And if you don't watch it, like, people are gonna start taking their fucking ball and going home. And you know, there are they don't have to play here. You can communicate your message through other platforms like we like to think that Facebook is the only Facebook and Instagram you know since they're both the same fucking thing basically uh, that they are it but they're really not so yeah I can't wait to see those fucking guys burn I don't like they're just so arrogant you know what I mean like the way that they act now because I've been on Facebook for a long time man like I, I, I remember god I don't even know how long I mean it has been like since I moved here, did I have a Facebook account before I moved here? So it's been like twelve plus years, and using it for like business and stuff. And so, like at one point, it was great, but yeah, it was. It was very. It, it was you could actually reach your audience without having to pay for it. You know, this is like before they started doing advertising. It was a completely different 
fucking thing, man. But uh, that's what ruins it. Money. 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 Shit gets squirrely. That's right. Old Zuckerberg saw dollar signs. So that, that, that is what it is because he's got to keep advertisers happy. Mm-hmm. So he has, to, he has to regulate what's happening on his platform now in order to keep advertising dollars coming in um, and keep the advertisers happy. But to do that, he's kind of fucking over the people who use the platform and like make it worth advertising on in the first place. Like that's the, the irony of it. So like how a lot of CrossFitters aren't going to use uh, Facebook as much now so that's not going to be a great marketing platform to try to target crossfitters right like so they kind of fuck themselves a little bit uh when they do stuff like that so anyways anyways because yeah dude i mean there you go yeah short shorts and high socks man they make for good memes they do (laughs) short shorts and high socks yeah, how'd that start? That, that was definitely that was definitely a CrossFit thing. Yes, that outfit did not exist. Did not before the CrossFit thing. No, the booty shorts and the compression socks. And it was the booty shorts because they just like to wear less clothes, and it was convenient. Clothes didn't get in the way. It's easier for squatting. And easy for squatting, I guess. Easier for squatting, and then the long socks because of repetitive deadlifts or cleans, scrape barbell scraping your leg, it, tend, it saves a little bit of skin mm-hmm. or rope climbs. Mm-hmm. Those things definitely eat the, eat the skin off your shins. Yes. So some people started wearing long socks. It became a look. Then it just became the look. It's a virtue signal. It is the look. That's how serious I am. Do I have the look? The look. Yep. We've all got our virtue signals. We all, we all do. <laughs> That's definitely one. We all do. That's one I can get behind though. So. Yeah. I don't, I won't disagree with that one. No. It's not right one. Yeah. Well, for most. For most. Well, yes. not even for most. That's probably not the right word either. For some, it's a good look. For a select few. For a select few. Yes. Some use that look that should not be using that look. I just always remember, man, when uh, when CrossFit was first getting popular and they did like some uh, article on T Nation on it and there was a line out of it like their conclusion was that CrossFit made chicks hotter and dudes weaker how do they make dudes weaker well you know because if you take someone who can like uh like a bodybuilder right Mm -hmm. so like and and you're you're just going to the gym and you just fucking lift weights like that was always the the CrossFit thing right maybe I'll deadlift 400 pounds now and after doing CrossFit, you may only deadlift 300, but you're going to be able to, you know, jump higher, you know, do these other things. Ah, okay, okay. Right? So, you're you spreading your, your, your training out over these other modalities. Remember, this is back in like the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s when bodybuilding and that shit was, you know, still super, it still is super popular. That's the thing we forget. Like, right. We don't run in those circles, man, but... You know, still there's, there. There's enough fucking NO2 explode out there that right. tells me that fucking people are still trying to get pumped up. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, the fucking um, so yeah. That but if you take someone who's been doing bodybuilding and just kind of focusing on lifting, trying to get a big bench press and a big squat and a big deadlift and stuff, and uh, then you get him doing CrossFit, he's gonna shrink down a little bit and get a little weaker. You know, he gets more functional, but from that standpoint. He gets smaller and weaker. But, man, you take a girl who's been doing the goddamn uh, machine circuits and Zumba classes and hitting the pink dumbbells, and you give her some deadlifts and Olympic lifts and get her doing some chin-ups, and it's like, damn, that's they look way hotter. I think that is the biggest benefit 
to society that CrossFit has gifted us is the fact that they made muscular women pretty, like except yeah. I always thought so. I always, I always really dug you know a fit, athletic girl. Right. But it was kind of an outlier thing, you know. Like you were kind of weird for liking that. But now that's like way more normal. Right. Yeah. That that is probably the best gift. I think yeah. To society that CrossFit did that, and it just it's people saw like you're not going to become a bodybuilder. Right. Because that was always because again, man, at one point weightlifting was associated with bodybuilding. Right. You looked at female bodybuilders and they were goddamn just like, I don't know, some of them were pretty good. Like Corey Everson was pretty hot. Some of them, yeah, you, you go too far. Yeah, you, like, you know, back in the, the, you know, the 80s and the 90s, it wasn't until like the, the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s where the women's bodybuilders really just started getting just freaky freak. But still, man, you got like super muscular chicks and they're doing steroids right. and shit, right? But again, we're denying it. This is in the era where, oh no, they're all natural. It's the Weeder Principles and Mega Mass 2000. And uh, so, but it was hard to explain to girls. Like, no, you're not going to blow up and look like that chick. That's not, not what weightlifting is going to make you do. It's so hard to look like that. Yeah. You're and now that. we can at least point to CrossFit and be like, that is what weightlifting is going to do. And most chicks look at, you know, a good CrossFit chick um, and are like, wow, that looks pretty good. I'd rather look like that than this, right. you know? So I think that you're absolutely right. Like it's, it's made, it's made a muscular, I think muscular, muscular chicks like that have always been acceptable. It's just society didn't always associate weightlifting with that type of muscularity. It associated with the hypermuscularity of bodybuilding. Right. And now that it's a little more understands like, Oh, this is what's going to happen. So but dude, we've always—I mean, look at the yeah—we've always liked fucking. I've always liked hot chicks, man. But and I remember having to have that argument with people that, you know, women like oh, I don't—I I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to get big and bulky. <laughs> I know, I know. Dude, I, and whenever I was in the fitness myths, yeah, I, I would just like run my head into the wall, like, oh my god, that is not like it is not easy to get big and bulky. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. And like I said, those girls are the girls that do are doing steroids for the most part. Dude, a lot of the CrossFit chicks are doing steroids too. Oh fuck yeah, they are. So I mean, even that look is is a little um, enhanced. I've definitely seen a little. There are some of those girls. They still look good. I wouldn't say they're pushing the boundaries, but they're definitely getting. Um, they're they're packing a good amount of meat right on their frame. Maybe a little bit more than you would kind of get from just good old training and nutrition and some of them just might have the some genetic, got really good genetics yeah man. some of them might have that's what I was going to say some of them might have the genetic propensity to look like that you Most, still need the genetics to look like that you know what I right. mean like that's the thing you right. can take a boatload of fucking drugs and it's not going to make you look like that it's not going to make you perform like that and so it's uh but yeah the the chicks getting big and bulky is definitely a pain in the ass fitness myth. It is. So you know, yeah, that we'll get started on our myths from there because I didn't just, even write that one down. Yeah, I didn't even want I forgot. There, there, so did I. And so there was there was two myths that looking back are so ridiculous. It's comical, but that was the case, and this is back in the days before the internet. One was that bodybuilders didn't take steroids. Yeah, they were clean. You know, yep. back when we were kids, yes. I'm saying, you know, yeah. 80s, 90s. Yeah, it wasn't until the early 2000s that it really became like... Like, it was just normal. Yeah. Like, it was talked about. They're doing steroids. Because it was hush-hush. Right. Because that was, you know, back... Because I remember, like, one of the... In, in my life, I remember one of the first, like, nape steroid, negative propaganda fucking information that came out was when Lyle Azedo got cancer. You know, right. the old football yep. player. Yeah, I remember that. And 
they chalked it up to steroids. They said steroids gave him cancer. I remember hearing that message. No, me too. Specifically. I remember seeing the dude on TV. I totally remember that. Like, you know, yeah, I, I remember that episode right. vividly. Like the, and I remember, I can vision Lyle Azedo because he lost his hair from chemo, so he had a band, like a do-rag yep. on and shit. And I think they even had him say it. If I, yes. I, I, I couldn't say that with certainty. Well, he's but, the one that said it. But yeah, that steroids gave him cancer. Hey, the steroids gave him the cancer. Everybody that does steroids is going to get cancer, right? Anyways. But so, yeah, so that was one myth that was not, I'm not talking, I'm not going to say Lyle Zeta was comical and died, but there's no, no, no. The, the, the myth that body, gigantic bodybuilders weren't on the sauce. That's hilarious. And the other one that's even more ridiculous is that there was at one point in time people having the debate that pro wrestling was real. There was there was fractions of is that it. a fitness myth? What is that? I it's still a myth. It's still a myth. I wanted to say it. It's still a myth. There was that debate at one point in time that people would argue with you that it's real. Yeah, I mean, again, it was back in the same era where you know, like with the bodybuilders, like they did not do steroids. That was and your pro wrestling was real. Yeah, like, it's you, so comical. Yeah, I, I totally remember that when I was a kid. That was. Yeah, how it was, and it was like you know you'd hear the pro wrestling was fake, but you'd just be like, ah, I don't know. Okay, it makes sense. Like I don't understand how they can like beat the fuck out of each other <laughs> for forty five minutes and not one of them be dead. Right. You know, with chairs and all sorts of other stuff. But uh, they say it's real and they keep it just. Right. You know, and um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. There would because there would be people that would argue it, dude. Yeah. Like till they were red in the face. Yeah, like, oh, that's fucking yeah. real. Yeah, there's definitely elements of it being real, you know, like because there's personalities, people who like each other, right, 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 and it's and what the rivalry extremely physical and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, but not, but the action in the ring. It's not know, a real yeah, scrap. It's not no, a real fight. No, it's it's usually the winner's determined. Oh yeah, and all there's a storyline. Yeah, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. everybody knows that nowadays. That's funny, man. I thought you were gonna say. Do you remember when they tried to convince us that steroids didn't work? Um, not off the top of my head. Really. Like, yeah, no, there was a point where scientists were telling us that uh, steroids don't work. There's no reason to use them because they don't work. Like, the medical community, their official stance was steroids don't work. I remember the study. It came out again. I think it was like the late 90s. came out in the New England Journal of Medicine. It was this big fucking deal because it was a scientific study that showed Drum roll. Steroids worked. Give somebody testosterone. Hey, they put on muscle and they get stronger and they get like, you know, like, whoa, science. <laughs> but, you know, the thing was, it, they considered it uh, immoral to test. Because, again, steroids give you cancer, right? Right. So you can't test something that's going to give you cancer on people. It's immoral. Like, the government won't allow it. So how do you test steroids you don't and and so like well if you can't test them and there's no scientific evidence that they work well then the scientific community stance is that they don't work they just fuck you up and give you cancer and like yeah i vividly remember man like the the that um that period where steroids don't work and that's that study coming out and them having to go hmm I guess we have to stop saying that. <laughs> but I think it was like one of those bullshit things to like think of the children. Mm-hmm. You know, they're That's how they, they always disguise that shit. Yeah, yeah. But I, that was their motivation is it's like, well, if we tell the kids that it doesn't work, they won't take it. 
And it's like, well, everyone's looking around going like, huh, well, Johnny, you know, last year was 140 pounds, went home over the summer and fucking, you know, got some Mexican supplements from his cousin. And he's 175 pounds this year and like bench pressing a tractor. It seems like they work, coach. <laughs> nah, it was just not nah, work. Protein shakes. Protein shakes and gallon of milk a day and super squats. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a confusing time, for sure. I can't believe I didn't write any of these down on my list. Because, you know, I, I went through was making a miss, my list of fitness myths. And I had to, like, I had to think about it. Because I didn't want to have a gigantic list, you know. And I had to kind of cherry pick the ones I wanted to bring up. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't write those down, man. I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah, me too. And I want to point out something too. How excellent of podcasters we are. That segue from our normal conversation right into our topic. That was effortless. 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 And in case anybody didn't realize it, like this is our topic. Note that motherfucker. That's right. right. And I just ruined it by bringing it up. That's okay. You did. Our our reward is that. It's like uh, the Bible says: if you uh, give a secret. You'll be rewarded in secret if you give them fucking public. There's a reward, motherfucker. That's right. Kind of things. So. But I, I had to pat us on the back. For no, that. it's good. Anyways. Glad you ruined our reward <laughs> that God had planned for us. <laughs> Jesus was on our side, <laughs> We had bitch. a flow going. Yeah, you fucked it all up. Fucked it all up. Uh, what's up, Baka? So, uh, God, what I, I got another one here. Remember that, uh, um, and this one's still a fitness myth, spot reduction. Oh, I got that one out here. Okay. I got yeah. that and I put an asterisk next to it because I definitely wanted to bring that up. It's just never gone away, man. It's and like, no, it's still. Yeah. And dude, there's still people that preach that shit. Yep. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, if you want to fucking lose, you got a big belly, you got to do crunches and, and ab work to burn the fat on the belly. Yeah, like, you know, for example, so spot reduction, in case anybody's wondering, like, yeah, they so people wanting to burn fat from specific areas in their body, like love handles. Yeah. You know, the lower, low, lower belly pooch, you know, uh, asses, thighs, whatever. Yeah, you know, in in general, guys, when guys get fat, we tend to put it on in our upper body first. Yeah. And so, guess what? When you get skinny, that's the last place it's going to come off. When you start losing fat and getting fit, that's the last place it's going to come off. Girls, it's usually the other way. I mean, there's exceptions to the rule, but usually when girls get fat, they gain it in the legs and the thighs and the ass first, and that's guess what? That's going to be the last place it comes off. It's just, and everybody's a little different. Right. But that's that's just man, just the way we're built. It's evolution that happens. And so they sell, that is the fitness myth, that you can spot reduce. Yeah. That you can wear a wrap around your belly and make your belly sweat more so you're going to lose more fat there. Right, yeah. That one annoys the fuck out of me, that wrap that you see people wear. Like, dude, I want a fucking... It's like a sauna for your midsection or whatever. Yeah, dude, I want to drop kick motherfuckers when I see that. Yeah. Really? Like, knock that shit off. Or the the sweet sweat. Yep. You know, it's... You're going to lose more fat in the area. You put that on and shit. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. And, you know, and another one that, on that same line of thinking is like uh, like your abs. Oh, you got to work your lower abs and your upper abs. Guess what? They all flex at the same fucking time. And, and people will skew that. Like, they try to focus on their lower abs. Like, no, you're probably hitting more of your hip flexors. That's why you can feel it down there. Like, your abs flex. You're not separating them. You may... One might use a little bit more than the other, and I advocate doing a different types of ab exercises, yes. But the myth of you being able to like just use your lower abs and not your upper abs or vice versa, fuck off. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Not happening. Same thing with like biceps. You have bi means two. You have two bicep heads. You know, oh, you should roll your wrist this way. You'll, act, you'll use 
this hand of the bicep and then use do a curl with your hand this way. Again, fuck off. You're using both your both you're using both heads of that muscle. You ain't splitting it. I don't care what you say, who you who you talk to. If anybody tells you any different, they're fucking lying to you and they don't know. Yeah. Like you can't you're not separating them. They're both gonna contract. So, anyways, I get fired up about that. Like that, <laughs> that ab one annoys the shit out of me, man. Yeah, man, yeah. Just... That one, that was a little like the spot reduction is in with like that that uh, muscle isolation. Um, they're very similar. Similar. That's right. I, I lumped them together. They're a little different because they are a little, little different. But yeah, they're but they're very similar because a lot of times what you're trying to use these isolation exercises to target a specific area mm-hmm. that you want to burn fat in, right? And so that they get overlapped, but just that idea of isolation exercises in general are ridiculous. Because, like you said, you're not gonna be able to isolate a muscle. Um, they're all, you know, they're working. And it's, but yeah, like your triceps again. There's yeah. three heads there. That's why it's called tri. You can rotate your hand whatever direction you want. <clears throat> you're doing your skull crushers. Guess what? You're still using all three heads of the fucking tricep. Yeah. And. Anyways, it just yeah, I, I lumped them together. They are separate. I separate. argue that you could probably change emphasis a little. You bit. You can change emphasis. I won't yeah. argue that. Yeah, but, but you're not isolating. You're not isolating. Like that. That. That's where I think what what the where the uh, um, the guru speak the the the, the bro gym bro talk. Right. You know, because they're like, yeah, man, you're gonna isolate this, and, and it's like, no, you're not really isolating it. Now, you may be emphasizing a little bit more but everything else is still working correct it's kind of like with cardio we talk about anaerobic and aerobic or like atp cp glycolytic and and we talk about like you know sprinting is a atp cp and running a marathon is is aerobic but it's like no you're using all of your systems all of the time it's just what is being emphasized kind of a thing so i do i i think that bodybuilders like there is a science and an art correct to that and they, it, there are people that have the genetics and, and, you know, the juice and all that stuff. Like, I mean, you've seen it. Like, people have fucking made changes to specific areas of their body. Like, Dorian Yates took his back to the fucking level. Like, you know, and, and so, um, but anyway, so I think that what, but yeah, the isolation thing. Um, but like I said, most time it's being used for like spot reduction. Correct. Which is what I'm talking from. General. We're talking from Gen Pop. Yeah. Civilians. Yep. We're not talking on the extremes. No. Nah. On this. Yeah. No, that, no, and no. I, I kind of lumped them together. I apologize for that. Yeah, I you should be, motherfucker. I, I get fired up. <laughs> I get fired up because the spot reduction thing is absurd. Yeah. Like you're not. You can't. I, I hate to tell you, but you can't pick where your body loses fat first. No. No, I mean what you, you're gonna see is uh, <clears throat> again, like if you're you got jiggly triceps and you start fucking doing some, uh, you know, again, you, you're doing tricep kickbacks because you're gonna get the burn and you're isolating the triceps and you're trying to like burn that area, right? Well, hopefully you're also doing some other shit that's actually working the triceps harder, right. like some presses and some things like that. Well, you know, guess what? You start getting some muscle tone there, and it's not as jiggly, so it doesn't look as fat. But it doesn't mean that you've like, you know, you burn fat from that area from doing those tricep kickbacks. Correct. Because again, like... You build muscle. Yes, yeah. There's these weird things that happen. Like you can do some isolation exercises that will create some local tension, tone in the muscle. Correct. That will, uh, that, that people take as, oh, look, I'm burning fat here. It's not how it works. It's not what's going on. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's a good point you bring up is yeah, because there is such thing as isolation exercises, like you know, a bicep curl, a tricep extension, and we're when we say isolation, we mean difference between that and a compound movement. 
right? Right, yeah. So, like, an easy example is, you know, a good bicep exercise, if you want trying to build big biceps, is a bicep curl. But that's an isolation. A good compound movement for that, guess what is a pull-up? Right. Pull-up, chin-up. Pull-up, yep, chin-up. Chin-up, yep. 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 You know, yeah, especially a chin-up. Yeah. That's going to be more bicep-focused than back. Yeah. But it's a compound movement. And you're... More than likely, you're going to build bigger biceps doing the compound movement than you are in isolation. Right. And for but even the isolation is funny because try to do a bicep curl and don't contract your abs. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And if anybody wants to debate, like go look at a gymnast. Go look at a male gymnast. Yeah. Those motherfuckers got some arms on them, arms and shoulders. Dude, what do they do? A lot of isometrics. Yeah. Isometric holds. Holds. Oh. All right. Was, look, look at how jacked those fucking male gymnasts are. Yeah. Everybody wants to. You think those motherfuckers are doing bicep curls? No. Very rarely. No. They're climbing the rope. Rope climbs. Swings. Static holds. Yeah, pull ups and you know the parallel bars and shit. Like, yeah. Hangs. Hangs. Yeah. yeah. So. Huh, that's yeah. a good point. Mm-hmm. I didn't even really put the isometrics as the secret to the gymnast's fucking muscular look, man. So. Yeah, they do a lot of dynamic isometric too stuff. You know, they're on the mat, and so they're having to stabilize on their arm, and they're moving around it, the pommel horse yep. stuff. So, yeah, because their arms are isometric. I mean, they're not moving their elbows. So, it, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's a busy house there today. Busy, yeah, shit going on at the Wilson I house. I do, man. Right? I think my daughter's home. I oh, she's bringing guests. It's volleyball camp this nice. week, so. Nice. We're right around the corner from the house, so of course, when it's lunchtime, lunchtime. <laughs> the, the girls come, come over here. Yep, yep, exactly. That's so, cool. yeah, man. All right, so spot reduction and isolation, kind of related. Yeah, I, I went off on a tangent there. No, the, no. The, the more, good. the more better myth. The spot reduction, it's bullshit. Yeah. Don't buy into it. Don't waste your money on the fucking wraps around your midsection. You see people driving around town with the. The advertisement on their back window because a lot of that shit too is like a multi-level marketing scheme mm. you get those you get those i forget there's a i think there's one brand called like the rap yes and yeah. you see people they'll be like uh, distributors and right. they drive around with stickers on their back window and like oh it works no it doesn't no it's not it, that's not what it's doing that's, again no. you can certainly you can change the appearance of an area it doesn't mean that you're losing fat or, you know what I mean? It's like if, if you put this fucking wrap on you and it's stuck in and you take it off and it kind of like, you squished know, kind of squished your shit together and you kind of hold that a little bit. Like, again, like you, that that's the, the thing. It's just because you can do shit to, uh, to change, but it's not, it's not actually burning fat. You're not getting rid of that, um, you know, what you're looking for. So, yeah. It's fucked, dude. Anyway. Yeah, I get fired up because that rap one really pisses me off because that's dangerous. Because you're basically like kind of putting a weight belt on. Yeah. And so when you're, if you wear that motherfucker around all day, when you're doing your daily activities, I don't know how often they tell you to wear it or how long. But you, so then now you're not using as much core, as much of your core muscles, your stabilizer muscles. Your, right. Your abs, your obliques, you know, your, your muscles around your spine that you should be using. That thing's taking over a little bit. So it not only... Is that thing not reducing fat in that area? It's weakening those muscles in that area. So take that wrap off and burn it if you wasted your money on it, and don't fucking talk to me about it. Jesus, man, this shit pisses me off. I know. It's so apparently, stupid. it's so stupid, dude. I get it. it's so dumb. That's funny, man. It's so dumb. Yeah, I get, I, I get really. Angry. It is dumb. You've definitely had some time to uh, think about it. <laughs> That's the reason being is I, I actually I work with a guy that 
his wife must sell it or something. Oh, okay. And every vehicle, you know, he's got a couple of vehicles, his pickup truck, and this any vehicle I've ever seen him drive, they got the fucking stickers on the back mm. of it. So I see it regularly. Just, mm. Is he pretty thin? No. Okay, so it works. Yeah, works. It's good walking advertisement. Works straight for him. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best, man. That's the best. Fat people trying to sell a way to make you thin. Yes. That's my favorite. Anyways. Um... Fuck, I got another one here. Uh, dude, how about heavyweights to bulk, lightweights to cut? Yep. That's a, that's a good myth. Did you write that one down? You got one? Um, I, similar. wasn't the exact same one. I, I wrote the one that ties into that uh, was the, you you have to do a lot of cardio and lightweight high reps to burn fat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind What's of up, similar. Bye. Hi. Bye. Hi, bye. Hi, bye. Yeah, it's kind of similar along the same lines. Yeah. Is that you don't have to do cardio and light weights, high reps to burn fat. No, no. I mean, that's not that's not the way to burn fat. Yeah. So, like, yeah, kind of tying in. Like, heavy weights are not going to bulk you up. And you, if you're trying to burn fat and get cut up, you're not trying to do 25, 30, 40, 50 reps. And, again, there's something. There's hey, Do 100 reps of something for fun every once in a while. Right? Like, yeah, it'll shock your body. But it's not a way to burn fat. Correct. And, uh... Yeah, lift some heavy weights. I guess um, I know. I know for me, um, you know, dealing with mountain bikers and women, they both have a fear of putting on weight and getting bulky. And so again, it's one of those things like lifting heavy weights is not going to bulk you up. Like, do not be afraid to do something that challenges you in like three to five reps. Right. Don't just get stuck in this 10, 20 plus rep range all the time. And the irony is, which is hilarious, is we both know that if you want to train, you want to get strong and not put on weight, you do heavy weights and low reps. If you want to put on weight, how do bodybuilders train? Oh, like moderate weight and lots of volume. So like you're basically try- following a bodybuilder program in a quest to not put on not weight. Not put on weight. Inside. Yes. Oh. It's fucking, it's insane when, when, when people think about that, when you think about that. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> cycling, all, all the different weights. It's like nutrition, right? It's like just saying you just want to eat one macronutrient is uh, probably not the best way to go. You know, you want to have times when you're doing some high protein, high carb is good sometimes, high fat. And so, dude, same thing. You got your, some basic zones of weights. You got your heavy you know, you're like five, six reps or less. You got like your moderate kind of getting into your like six to, you know, 12 to 15 range. And then you got your light, man. You get into like 15, 20 rep plus range. Um, you know, really I'd argue if you're going much over 20 reps, you're not really doing strength training anymore. And there might be better modalities for you. Uh, That's cardio weights. Yeah, yeah. And then and, and you're starting. But anyway, so, but those three basic zones, man, like, you need all three of them and they all have benefits and it's like knowing what those benefits are and how to use them properly is the key. But again, like how many people walk into a gym and they work out and they work out for years and you talk to them like, Hey, like what do these three basic rep zones do for you? What are the, you know, they're like, what? I don't fucking know what you're talking about. All I know is that heavy weights are going to bulk me up. So, so I'm going to spend 45 minutes on the elliptical Yeah, and then go grab the pink dumbbells and I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Do three sets of 10 on the, the card of the machines. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah get the fuck out of here and wonder why I don't make any changes then I go tell my doctor the diet and exercise don't work for me give me a pill yep so there you go <laughs> I don't want to rant on this but guess what you know the best ways to like 
burn fat, boost your metabolism, build some fucking muscle. Yeah. Simple as that. Yep. Build muscle. Build some muscle. The more muscle mass you have, the faster your metabolism is. And guess what? You're going to burn fat. Yep. Build some goddamn muscle. And also change your body fat. Like your body fat percentage is the percentage of body fat compared to lean mass. And so like you could not lose any fat, but if you put on five pounds of muscle, your body fat percentage goes down. Correct. So again, like this idea, like, you know, you don't, there's, there's so many different ways to get there and uh, burning fat's definitely a, a part of it, but um, you don't get there with wraps and high reps. <laughs> Anyways, don't get me fired up. Okay. Um, what do you got? You got yeah, I got one? The next one I got, that's one I really like, um, is that you sh- the myth is that you should not train every day. Like when, you know, the myth is like, uh, take a rest day. And by what they mean by rest day is you just lay the fuck around yeah. and not do anything. Yeah. <clears throat> Wrong. Yeah. Not how you do it. No, you don't want to train super intense every day. That's not healthy. That's not what I'm saying. But we're meant to be active. Man, I, people hear that, that you shouldn't train every day, and they take that as uh, they got the get-out-of-jail-free card to just be lazy and lay around. Right. No, man, you should get out and do something healthy and active. Like if You don't have to be in the gym every day, but you should do some physical activity every day. Even as simple as going to play some disc golf, go for a walk. You know, it's simple, light stuff. I'm not saying you got to murder yourself every day. That's what they're saying is that you don't have to – go intense, intense don't, don't, yeah don't you don't have to have an intense workout every day but again like most people don't to them it's like it kind of ties into one of my fucking myths no pain no gain right right people think like well if i'm not trying to kill myself why not why do it's it? not even worth doing right and so well what you're telling me is like i shouldn't be going to the gym and trying to kill myself so i'm not going to go and do anything i'm not going to do anything today because it's the only thing worth doing is trying to kill myself right so yeah that's that's totally those two things tie in together man that is a big myth that you're always every time you work out you gotta be trying to kill yourself and that you should be doing something yeah and if you're you're not super sore the next day you didn't do enough yeah yeah it's yeah fucked up thinking and i've been down that path yep i thought that no me too it's funny man i mean there are some like uh i was telling shiloh so an athlete if you're a legitimate athlete Sometimes the rules can get a little skewed because in, in, in athletics they have a saying, you know, why, uh, you know, why run when you can walk? Right. <laughs> you know, why walk when you can sit down? Why sit when you can lie down? And why right. just lie there when you can take a nap? <clears throat> and man, when you are an athlete in training, like intense fucking training on a regular basis, uh, that is a very good motto, a good way to live. And so I think some of that comes from, you know, we look at high level athletes and we, you know, oh, that's a saying among elite athletes. Well, that applies must to me. apply to me too, man. And uh, that's not it. So, but, you know, if you're just a normal dude or do that and you're just in this for health and fun, you know, maybe a little competition, um, that's not where you're at. So, yeah, being, you, get, you know, just doing a little something every day. Every day, man. Yeah. Whether it's, it could just be a 15-minute mobility routine. Yeah. Man. I'm not yeah. saying you got to get out there and be a goddamn maniac every day. No, yeah. But just have a daily movement habit. Yes. That's, I think so that's really the important thing. Yeah, that's, I, I'll try not to rank on this one too. That's, that's a message I tried to like get into my mom's head when I was home over this past trip. It's just, we are meant to move. You've got to get up and move. And she, yeah. would, she would throw the argument at me, well, my doctor says I need rest. Mm-hmm. Like, and my blood would just get boiling because I'd be like, all right, how do I convey this message to her? 
Yeah. You know, I'm not her doctor. But I was like, dude, I bet you if I go talk to her doctor, I'm going to know more about exercise than this fucking thing. Well, I bet if you went and talked to him and told him what you were, what you were thinking, he right. would be like, he'd be on board. Yes, yes, that's probably more along the lines of what I meant. Correct. But that's not, you know, it's the that's game not, I like to play with you. What do they say versus what is Rob here? Exactly. There's always that. You always know, man. It's like, all right, what did they really say versus <laughs> what did you hear? And then, yeah, sometimes people like to, they hear something and then. You like I said, it gives you an excuse. Right. And it's like, if you're already kind of looking for that excuse a little bit, and then you just got the green light from the doctor, I mean, that drives me nuts. I got that, you know, with my family. I've, I've, you know, my, uh, um, let's do my stepdad uh, after one of his heart attacks, which is crazy that I have to say one of them. Um, you know, the, the doctors were like, oh, it's genetic. You know, and, and maybe has a genetic predisposition to heart disease or something like that. But that, that doesn't mean that there's nothing that you can do to make a difference. Correct. But that's not what they heard. That's not what you hear. You're, you're like, you know, you're looking for an excuse to not make a change. I don't really want to make a change. So the doctor just gave me something that I can, you know, interpret as, oh, I don't have to make a change. So great. Now I got the doctor's approval. He green, he green lighted my, uh, laziness, my laziness here. So, Oh no, my friend! I know that. Yeah, that, that myth bothers me. Yeah. yeah, I got one for you, and you may actually fight me on this one. Sweet. Long, slow distance makes you slow and fat. Like there's no reason to do like aerobic base work. No, I don't do uh, that. That's the myth. That's the that myth. There's no reason to do it. Yeah, it makes you fat. Yeah. Oh no, I, I, I'm not gonna fight you on that. Oh good. Mm-hmm. I mean, because there is that like whole thing. Like, there's no, there's no reason to like go on a jog. No, I think there's benefit to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's not bad for you. <laughs> no, I mean... It's actually, I think it's good to do once in a while. Yep, yeah. I think that, it, that it's like everything else, that it can be misused. Correct. And that its misuse has led to people misinterpreting its value. Um, but people have gotten way too heavy on the, the fucking um, uh, interval High intensity bandwagon. Training, yeah. One of my myths I got written down here is Tabatas. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like just, just Tabatas. That's the myth. Like most people don't even know what the fuck Tabatas really are. The history of it, where yeah. it came from, like, what yeah. it was designed for. Exactly. It's a it's a dude's name. Yeah. He it was a, a he was studying Olympic speed skaters, which are some of the fucking most fit. Like these are the dudes with quads like tree trunks, man. Like and these dudes are fucking super fit. And the the protocol was the the twenty seconds on, ten seconds rest for four minutes. They couldn't finish the the fucking study. The subjects, the guy was to do, so intense. It's eight rounds. You're supposed yes, to do it for eight supposed rounds. to do it for eight rounds. It was so intense that they couldn't finish the study because the test subjects were like, we can't fucking keep doing this. This is like to do it the right way. Like you're, people are not doing Tabatas. Like 99.9% of you out there that think you're doing Tabatas have never done a Tabata. They even come close to doing a true Tabata. Like each 20 seconds has to be like the best description I've heard is that you're on like a, a, a train track bridge, you know, and you're in the middle of it and a train's coming on the other side and you're not quite sure if you're going to make it, you know, uh, to the other side before that train fucking hits you. You know, it's like, that's how fucking fast and hard you have to run. You have to push yourself like and that intensely each 20 seconds and 10 eight seconds times in a row. 10 seconds to recover. Yeah. You ain't recovering 10 seconds. That's the whole, this whole thing. So like these, 
that's a Tabata, right? If you're really gonna do a Tabata, and like I said, this is a protocol that broke high level Olympic athletes. You are not fucking doing it, man, <laughs> okay? So this idea, and then it just went crazy. In fact, Dan John's one of the guys who helped popularize the Tabata. Mm -hmm. In fact, he's often said he wants to apologize to the fitness community for introducing them to Tabatas because he didn't realize how over the top people would go with it. They're doing like crunches, Tabata crunches, Tabata everything. everything. Push-ups, Tabata Squats. everything, yeah. Squats. Yeah, hey, I've done it. I've, yeah. I've, I've gone down that road. Anything is 20 seconds on, 10 seconds rest, you're doing Tabatas. And it's, it's interval training, you're burning fat, you're building cardio, you're build, you know, it's the best thing ever. This, and the studies did show, like, the, the results were phenomenal as far as, like, the, the gains that they got, aerobic and anaerobic um, gains. But, uh, yeah, but you can't do it all the time. And so, but that's where, just like with rep ranges, you have intensity ranges with your cardio, and they all have benefit and you need to use them all. But yeah, I think the, the pendulum, cause I mean, I know like CrossFit, for example, like I know they have a whole, like their CrossFit endurance is based on no long, slow distance. You, oh really? Yeah. You do not need an aerobic base. It is, it is a, an interval based, uh, program and it's all based on the con, the, the, and we are, it's intervals, not, Again, I'm not going to say none ever, zero, but it's definitely like, eh, you don't really need it. You just need to focus on it. Again, it may change. I read the book, the, the CrossFit Endurance book, and that was their thing. It's all interval workout. It's all based on you don't need to be doing long uh, runs it, it, or, or cardio because it slows you down. It, it's, you know, it's just not necessary for you as an athlete. So, um, no, there's definitely that, that contingent out there that will hmm. tell you that going on um, you know, I've heard people say that, and I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, but I, but I, I didn't think it was that common. Well, I mean, you put it on like on Joe Rogan. He's talked to some people. Like, I think T.J. Dillashaw is one. Um, of course, now we know that he why he didn't need fucking long slow distance because he had he's on EPO. He's on EPO. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I remember he, uh, it may have been him. But I've heard him talk to a couple people because the, the the thing that comes up is boxers mm -hmm. and road work. Like, do they really need to go out? They, they fight for 12, three-minute rounds with a minute rest in between. Do you really need to be going out for a fucking hour, hour and a half jog? Like, there's no, that that's not specific. You're, and so, that's always the argument. Like, well, you know, almost like boxers, they don't need to be doing that. It's almost more tradition than beneficial. And so, and, that, and that's where the, the argument in kind of the combat world kind of centers around that. But I'm, I'm sure if you think about it, you've probably heard that discussion with some people that are like, you know, the, the boxers do too much road work. They need to be doing that much running. And it's usually someone who's more involved with the intervals. And his argument is like, you don't need to be doing any, any jogging and running. That's old school thinking sort of thing. So I was that way. It's like, we're, you know, it, the, the, yeah, it's, there's, it, it definitely uh, has merit, but it, it gets taken too far with people. So as, with most things. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something to it. Again, if you're training an athlete, there's a thing like reverse periodization, right? Like if you want to run a four minute mile, you can start with running like, you know, a bunch of five minute miles and work your way down to a four minute mile. Or you can start with running four minute quarter miles with a long rest and then shorten that rest so that eventually you're running those four quarter miles without any rest, which is basically a four minute mile. 
so you know there's in there's two different ways to come at that problem from like the track and field world so again i think like maybe some of this influence or you know that might have influenced some of that thought but uh um anyways there you go that's a good one yeah next one i got is uh that you shouldn't squat past 90 squats are bad for your knees squats are bad for your yes knees. i got that on my list that, that's such that's, that's bullshit and i still hear that nowadays that you know oh, there's no reason to ever squat past 90 yeah it's bad for your knees <clears throat> incorrect yeah I this is why I think it, that myth got put out there is so you take somebody that's only squats to ninety, you know, lifting a bunch of heavy weight, only going to ninety or just below, you know, because that's like that's the rules of powerlifting, okay. And then they they hear from somebody they know and respect that oh I should be going ass to grass, so they immediately start going ass to grass, and they don't have the mobility for it. You know, from their feet on up, from their feet, ankles, calves, whatever, they don't have nowhere near the mobility for it. So their mechanics are fucking terrible. So then it does put undue stress on your joints. Right. And and they start, they want to go heavy with it. They want, they okay, I can squat 200 pounds to 90. I'm going ass to grass. I'm going to keep doing 200 pounds. Oh, I, I have trouble with that. So oh, let's get lifting shoes. Instead of increasing my mobility, let's cheat the system and elevate my heel. So this is what there's a, there's a lot of things that happen to being able to go down into a full depth squat is just so good for overall health. It's not going to tear up your fucking knees. I, I hate to say it, it's just not gonna. Yeah. And if you're trying to go super heavy, yes, but we've we've talked about that before. The extreme of anything, when once you turn anything into a sport, the health benefits of it diminish significantly. If we're just talking from a health standpoint, man, the the pursuit of being able to get into a full depth squat is so good for your overall health and your mobility. Because a lot of people can't. As soon as you start getting low, you know, their chest starts dropping. You get the excessive butt wink, all, all kinds of stuff. And if you can't do that without any weight on you, on your back or front loaded, whatever, you shouldn't be f- fucking doing it with any weight. You should work on the mobility to be able to sit down in a squat comfortably. Then if you wanted to start progressively loading it, it's fine. You're not, yeah. It's not bad on your knees. I, I really believe it's harder on your knees. Like if you're squatting at 200 pounds and you come down to 90 and then stop there and reverse it, you're putting way more torque on your knees to where if you have, mind there's an asterisk here, if you have the mobility to get all the way down and ask the grass squat, it's less torque on your knees. It's more on your hips yeah. where the power should be coming from. Not centered up on your knees, but when you stop it at ninety, I think you're putting more torque on your knees than you are going ass to the grass. Again, that's if you have the, the mobility to get down there. Yeah. Most people don't. Right. A good majority of people don't. I right now I don't. You know I I can't with my surgery. You know I, I still haven't been working full depth squats, but no, that's I think it's super important. Yeah. And the whole thing, squats are bad for your knees. Who that one agitates me. Yeah. And I I still I still hear people preach that man. It's just part of the zeitgeist in the fitness community. Yeah. You know, actually, um, again, I just, the, the, I don't know why I remember all this shit. Uh, there was a study done. This, that's where it started. There was a study done that said the squats were bad for your knees. And that was, so I forget when it was. Uh, I mean, this is decades ago. But what it was, when you investigated it, it's like a lot of other 
um, things where the study was pretty suspect. The guy that conducted it was going into it to prove that going past 90 was bad for your knees and his methods were like suspect at best, but it got published, it got picked up, people who didn't know any better uh, start running with it and now squats are bad for your knees, going past 90 is bad for your knees. And so like, like I, again, I remember that, uh, you know, that, like that study being more popularly or more well known that that was the reason where that got started. And so, and, and I agree, I think too, that like you're saying, a lot of it gets reinforced because you do start dealing with people that don't have mobility. I mean, just even the general public, man, you're talking about like, you know, high level guys trying to go ass to grass. I think there's way more, um, you know, 40 year old, uh, overweight ladies who can't fucking squat period. And you got personal trainers who really don't know how to help them squat better. Right. Right. And so, well, then what's the easiest thing to do? Well, squats are bad. We're not going to squat. Right. And so you just get these stupid rules of thumb that they throw out there because you've got a, a population that can't do something and you've got people working with them who really don't know what the fuck they're doing and can't really help them uh, do better. So, you know, and then you got this, you know, fucking study that got stuck in everybody's head and, and all that shit. But, um, no, man, I, 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 I totally agree, dude. Squats are super important. I, I struggle, like, I don't think that squatting is like a, a grind movement pattern. You know, like, if you have to, like, when are you going to have something on your back that you're, you're like, squatting is a, a kind of an unnatural movement. Really, like yeah, barbell squat. Yeah, even a front squat, right? Like, like when are you? What? Why would you do that in, in a real world? In the real world, if someone didn't tell you that you have to move that way, like, like what is a front squat simulating, right? If it's you know, I, I don't know, right? And so, if you have to pick up something heavy off the ground, you use a hinge. Mm -hmm. If you're uh, jumping, you're you'll use your squat like a vertical jump right so squatting is more of a mobility pattern it's your ability to get low while keeping your eyes on the horizon mm -hmm. and, then, and then being able to move in that low squat is again your ability to be mobile in a low position while keeping your eyes on the horizon if you can't squat properly you get low your eyes get off the horizon and there was a point in time when that was a very bad idea you need to keep your eyes up if there's a predator enemy something out there you know staring at the ground every time you try to fucking bend over was not the thing to do. So I think, I don't think that squatting weighted squats are, I think doing body weight squats uh, are great. I think that doing some, I don't, I don't think loading your squat is a bad idea mm. necessarily, but I think that it's an unnatural grind movement. Now on that note, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, loading your squat is not a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. With the asterisk, if you have the mobility to do it, Yes. Yeah, you should be able to start with the that's body big, That's big. You don't need out. to ever load a squat. Yeah. I, I'm convinced you don't ever need to load a squat. You need to be able to squat comfortably. Right. But you don't ever need to load yeah, and your look, squat. Most people have no business loading that squat. Most people yeah. need to spend so much time on the mobility to yeah. get there. There's so many other things. Like if you're going to be, you know, really your like stagger stance. Because again, I always think like, okay, what's the closest thing I can think of, right? Okay, of squatting, and it's like, okay, what if like a door was three quarters of the way up, and I had to, you know, push it the rest of the way up? 
right? And if you think about it, like, you know, if I'm going to get underneath that door, I'm not getting underneath it like this. I'm getting underneath it like this. Stagger, in a stagger stance. Stagger stance, a unilateral. Yes. Yeah. A unilateral, more unilateral stagger stance. And that's how I'm going to fucking create more of my grind pattern with a, from a squat. So uh, that's why a stagger stance to me is the pattern that you load. What's hilarious is you take someone who, who struggles with their regular body weight squat and you would never think of load or I wouldn't think of loading them. We wouldn't think of loading them. Um, and they can't do it. And then you tell them, get them in a stagger stance and you have them do it. Watch their fucking squat look not too shabby, mm-hmm. man. That, like I think that stagger stance is a really, not, not split stance. I think people, they don't use enough stagger stance. Stagger stance is like where you step just far enough back. I, I, I refer to it as single leg with a kickstand. Mm-hmm. You have almost all of your weight on the front leg. You got maybe 10% on your back foot that step just far enough back versus a split squat where you step far enough back to where you almost have a 50-50. You know, there, there's, there's almost as much weight on that back foot as there is on the front foot. <clears throat> That's a different thing. But the split squat is a really super underutilized exercise um, that I think that, yeah, people could benefit better from, but... Anyways, that's really <clears throat> off the beaten track with the But that that's the squat. That, that annoys that annoys me almost as much as the fucking body wrap and the spot reducing. Yeah. Is the squatting's bad for your knees. Yeah, it's not bad for your knees. Nope. <clears throat> it's like the uh, again Dan John line, squatting's not bad for your knees. Whatever you're doing is bad for your knees, <laughs> but that's not squatting. Right. So right. Again, it's like, no, squatting's not bad. If you squat properly, it's not bad for your knees. knees. Whatever you're doing is hurting your knees. Because you don't have the correct mobility, and then you're putting a bunch of weight on it. Yes. And so it hurts your knees, and so then your doctor's like, well, you shouldn't squat anymore. Right. It's like, learn to squat. Learn to squat. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That one one annoys the shit out of me. That's funny. We both had that one on there, man. What else you got? That's, you know, that I just tilted down, that's... I'm good. About it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we could go on for eight. I know, man. We hours. got a fucking ton of them. I, I I had like some nutrition ones, like a calorie is a calorie. Yeah. And you know, fat makes you fat, which still blows me away that you still hear that these days. We've come so far, but that's still like, oh, how much fat is in that? And it's like, fuck, dude. How much sugar is in that coke that you're drinking? And you're wondering about my fucking almond butter. You know, it's like, it's still such a weird thing. Um, but, and then uh, we should bring up that you know another one is that uh, you should eat several small meals throughout the day. You know, I wouldn't call that a myth. I would say that it is. It got it got misused as a hard and fast rule. Right, and that's a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't understand where like a lot of this stuff comes from, or like the anabolic window. Yeah, you know that, and what I mean by that is like right after you get done working out, you got this anabolic window where you need to refeed your muscles. Not correct. You gotta understand a lot of that shit came from supplement companies trying to sell you supplements. Yeah, give you a reason. Give you a reason. Because if they if they get you to believe, to buy in to the fact that you should eat within 20 minutes or whatever they say, a half hour of your workout, uh, the odds of you having a chicken breast and some rice ready to go right there is pretty, pretty rare. But we know what's way easier? A protein shake. Yeah. So now they just gave you a reason to buy an $80 jug of protein because you got to have it in that anabolic window. Yeah. That, that's where that shit comes from. Mm-hmm. And the, the small meals a day, I, I think there's two influences on that. Is one, that that got taken from like the elite like bodybuilders that are trying to eat 6,000 calories a day. Yeah. 
you know, if you're trying to eat six, 7,000 calories a day or more, some of these fucking animals are eating way more than that. Let's just say, throw that number out there. That's a lot of calories. If you're trying to do that in two or three meals, those are huge meals. It's way easier to get those calories in if you're breaking them up in smaller portions. So that's where that comes from. So it's not exactly a myth, but it gets misconstrued. The other one is supplement companies love to push that also because if you subscribe to that, oh, I need to eat several small meals throughout the day and you're a normal fucking Joe with a job and a family, guess what? You don't have the time to prepare that many meals every day. So you know what's easier? Protein shakes, protein bars. So they like to perpetrate that out there. They throw that out there and then everybody subscribes to it. Yeah, you know, I, I, I can go on. I think it stuck long. that because again, it's funny, man. I've been around. I, I remember when that shit came out. I, yeah. I remember exactly when it came out. The zone bars. Yep. And it was the first time that we started insulin. Again, like this is all shit. Insulin, like keeping your insulin levels under control. There was a time when what the fuck are you talking about? We had no idea what you're talking about. So when the zone bars came out in like the mid late nineties. And again, this is when like the Atkins it was kind of this shift where we were starting to see more fat. And well, why why are we putting fat and stuff? Well, fat slows the absorption rate of the carbohydrates. Well, why do we want to slow the absorption rate of the carbohydrates? Because you don't want your insulin levels to spike. Well, why don't we want our insulin levels to spike? Well, because when your insulin levels drop, it makes you really hungry, and you're more likely to you know eat bad. And it's just you know, and, and high insulin levels uh, lead to fat gain. And so again, all this shit. And so it's like, well, how do we manage our insulin levels? How, and so that was one of the rationales behind the five meals a day was that if you're eating five meals a day, you're going to keep your blood sugar levels more stable throughout the day rather than eating a big meal, having the blood sugar spike, it comes down, you go eat another meal. Blood sugar spike comes down, you go eat another meal. And so that was like, and again, the body, oh, bodybuilders do this too. Like this maybe must be why they're doing it. And then, oh, conveniently enough, Hey, supplement companies have a bar to sell you too. So I, I think like there was all these fucking weird forces at work at that point that that uh, that um, kind of kept feeding each other, and then it did become a hard and fast rule for everyone. Everyone needs to eat five to six small meals a day. If you're going more than three to four hours between meals, you're going catabolic, bro. Losing your muscle. You're losing your muscle mass, muscle. bro. Oh, yeah. You're losing your gains. Losing your gains. Don't want that. Don't want that. That was the other thing. It's like for the bodybuilders, you're staying anabolic, right? Like you don't want to let your body go catabolic. So you got to keep constantly pumping nutrients in. So, you know, you had the, the story fit and the supplements fit and it was just, yeah. So, but yeah, I totally remember that shit, man. The fucking zone bars. I'm like, wait a minute, why do I want to eat fat and like all this stuff? So... It's uh, it's funny. Supplement, so, supplement companies are good at doing that. Oh, you they know, are. They, they they know what sells. You know, and they if they they figured out if they can get you to ritualize something, you're going to use their product more. You know, that's, if you look at it, they sell you pre workout products, they sell you intra workout products, they sell you post workout products. Oh yeah. And they get you to believe that's important. They cite some bullshit science, if it's even science or studies. Like, oh, I gotta have it right after I work out. Gotta have it before I work out. Blah blah yeah. blah. And if you buy into it, guess what? You're going to buy more of the products. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, man, you look at those studies and you'll either see like, oh, well, it's convenient that the supplement company themselves funded and conducted the fucking research. Mm-hmm. Um, or you find like ridiculous stuff. Like I still remember one was uh, they dumped some rats in cold water 
and rats that had taken the certain amino acid had a lower uh, testosterone drop from the stress of being dunked in cold water. So the extrapolation was that this amino acid would keep young male bodybuilders testosterone levels from dropping as much after the stress of a hard workout. This is the fucking leap they made, man, to have a scientifically, they're quoting this study in their product uh, advertisements. And when you go and you look at the study, you're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> but there, this is, you know what I mean? If you never go and look, you think like, oh, there's a study that, that backs up what this supplement claims. And if you never go and look, you never know. Another one, I can't, I, I can't ask them. You gotta be careful because you keep going. Is the loading phase of supplements? Oh yeah. So supplement companies love to do this. They say you gotta have the load. So when you first buy this creatine or whatever it is, you gotta have this loading phase. You know, you double the dose up for the first ten days, and then after that, just go back down to you know whatever. You know, go back down to a single dose. No, they do that so you use more of the product, so you gotta buy more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part. For the most part, that's yeah. just what it is, man. Most supplements don't do much. I mean, fuck, Kratom does more than fucking creatine ever did for me. Yeah. I mean, noticeably, you know, I mean, I'm sure creatine has, has had some health benefits and stuff, but like, I've never taken creatine and gone and been like, dude, I'm fucking. You have no idea out. whether you took it or not. Yeah, you have no idea. It could be, goddamn, who knows what it is. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> I keep taking not creatine. Not creatine. I mean, this not whole creatine, time. Creatine. If I ever get the real stuff, man. It's baby powder. Or what's the other one, man? I, I know we could go on about this forever. Fucking remember the original metrics? Yeah. And, and so, and again, the rumor is, and, and supplement companies will do this. They'll put fucking some steroids in their first batch or two right. of the supplement to get the fucking buzz the behind the gains. Right. And then they stop putting it in there so that when it's getting tested, it was not, it's not in there. But that's what got the reputation was the fucking little steroid that they popped in there. Yep. That was always the rumor with metrics, I remember, was like... You know, man, this stuff just does not work the same way the first couple batches of Metrex worked. Like, what is going on here? And, uh, anyway, so. Alright, did you get any BJJ myths? I got um, two. I was gonna, I got four. Okay. It's shit we've all talked about before. One. Yep. Leg locks don't work. Yes, I got that one too. I hashtag. It, hashtag hashtag leg locks. That's kind of tongue-in-cheek nowadays. It is. I, that's just kind of a joke. But it I had to throw it on there. Uh, you got that one you said I did uh, the other one is the whole uh, we talked about this actually a couple episodes ago the crianch I got that one too <laughs> and, and, and I, back in the day yes nowadays it's, it's kind of bullshit yeah that's, that's everybody likes it. to go to church. I mean you still have people that subscribe to that you know school owners gym owners that don't like you going to train in other gyms yeah I disagree with that man go train yeah it's a great community fucking go train yeah there's nothing wrong with it man no man it's, on a note with that, uh, I saw a picture, Josh Hinger posted a picture of him with uh, um, Keenan Cornelius, yeah. you know, and, and Josh is with Atos. Still and, Atos yeah, so. and, and uh, um, they're together, and uh, the caption says, you know, Creonch, and then dot, 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 just kidding, friends forever. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, yeah. that's that's it right that's there. It right there. Uh, the other one I got was the, the no drilling. Yeah. And you don't need to drill. That one really, that's stupid. Drilling super important. Yeah. Go to Olympic level wrestling room. Right. Watch one of their practices. And you tell me that shit doesn't work? Go watch how some Russians wrestlers train again at the Olympic level, highest level of grappling in the world. Watch how they practice. Yeah. Do you think they're just live wrestling all the time? No. No. 
drilling works. Drilling works. If you do it properly. Again, there's asterisks, but again, it works. And then the last one, I didn't write it down, but it popped into my head when we were talking about at the beginning of this, was the, uh, that there's uh, not a lot of steroid use in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I, guess, I don't know yeah. if anybody believes that myth or not. Man, I guess, yeah. Yeah. That's there, I hadn't thought about that. There is a lot. Yeah. And, you know, at the highest levels of competition in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, there's a lot of fucking PEDs going on. Yeah. I yeah. know it may ruffle your feathers. You don't want to hear it, but it's... They even it's just fact. like, you know, the quote-unquote testosterone replacement therapy. Correct. I mean, yeah. I, I guarantee there's a lot of high-level jiu-jitsu guys that probably have really high testosterone levels. Yeah. Way higher than they naturally would. Yeah. So maybe that's the only one they're using. You know, every once in a while somebody gets popped. You know, but they don't test that stringent. You know, some people don't think it's going on. But I think, in my opinion, I think it's rampant. Yeah. I, I think it's... Yeah, they just don't get tested They just enough. don't get tested. It's like often. the fucking CrossFit, man. It's right. like, you know... You yeah, that, we, should talk, we should talk about that myth. Yeah, that CrossFitters are around. Yeah, place. right, right, right. <laughs> CrossFitters are natural. <laughs> right. But no, man, anytime you start putting... Dude, you could put a goddamn uh, wreath of, of olive leaves up for grabs. And, and people will... Like, there's motherfuckers out there that will look for an advantage. Correct. Like, as soon as you put... This is a competition and there's a prize. And you'd be surprised what people would do for fucking almost nothing. You know, but much less money, money and fame and all the things that come with being a champion, you know, either at the CrossFit games or, you know, IGJJF, whatever. whatever, man. We like to win. We like to win. And it's like you can't there's it's human nature. I don't fault people for it. No, I'm not I'm not saying it's good or bad or whatever, you know, you make your own choices, but yeah. to pretend that's not Just happening. Just don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. Exactly. That's that's all I ask. To pretend it's not happening. Right. Yeah. Don't fool yourself. Yeah. That's funny. I hadn't really thought about that. Because we had, it was, when we brought this subject up, we both had the same thing. It was like fitness myths and jujitsu myths. And we were like, dude, we can think of fitness myths all day long. All day. And they were like, God, jujitsu myths. There's not a whole lot of myths in jujitsu. And I think the, the thing is, is like, well, jujitsu, the fucking proof's in the pudding, man. It's it works or doesn't, man. You slap yes. hands and your shit works or it doesn't. Yeah. You're not going to tell me, you know, spot reduction helps your jujitsu. Right. <laughs> it's like, really? Okay. Well, okay. let's see. I was like, no, that doesn't work. Didn't get you out of that arm bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those, those, I guess that'd be as far as myths go. And even those, like, are... Kind of loose. Yeah, kind of loose. Like, I wouldn't say they're really strong oh. myths as much as kind of, like, echoes of, of myths past. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's why I love our fucking sport, man. It's, it's just... Pure. It is. Yeah. It is. It's hard to bullshit your way you through jiu-jitsu. You can't bullshit your way nah. through it. That's why you see those, you know, fake black belts get exposed. Like what were you thinking, man? Did you re- anybody that thinks they can fake a black belt in jiu-jitsu and open a school obviously has never done jiu-jitsu. No. They, or at the very least hasn't rolled with someone who really knows jiu-jitsu. Right. Like you may have rolled with some fucking some jackasses and you're like the best of the jackasses right. and it makes you think that you're hot shit and, and like oh, it's this black belt thing, but like if you've ever rolled with a high-level guy, like dude, to think that you could fake your way through that is it's, insane. It's just like the Elizabeth chick, which Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes, yeah. Yeah, you gotta be a little fucking uh, be a little sociopathic, yeah, man. You do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All I know is I feel like I'm faking my way through a purple belt half the time, so. You and me both, brother. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, man. That's all I got, too, man. We've been talking for like two and a half hours. All right, well, that'll make up for our 50 minute episode last week. So. It was pretty, that's probably one of the shorter ones we've ever done. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we were tempting the sky gods, so we had to get the fuck out of there. Yep. So, well, cool. That was a good one. I think we had some good discussions on things. We had a super smooth segue. It was fucking awesome. We tripped all over once we pointed out. <laughs> I had to bring it up though. I was so pumped on it. I when know. We were talking. When I realized, I was like, oh wow, this is perfect. That worked out so good. Yeah. Because I'm usually the one that makes us take these hard fucking lefts and rights. No. And I try to be smooth about the segues. Yeah. Uh, nobody tunes in for smooth segues. I don't know what they tune in for. <laughs> <laughs> My wife just keeps tabs on us. <laughs> I think that's what it is. That's what it is. Alright man, that's all I got. It's called a wrap. Okay, let's do it. Cool, see ya. Alright, see ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Die!